Welcome to Dudes of Beards Podcast, episode 43. 43. It's taken a while to yeah, get to Yeah, I made sure I got the right number. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm Darren, and joining me today are my co-host, Matt. Hello. And Joe. Good evening. The, the video version of this can be found on Facebook and YouTube. The audio version can be found on all major, major podcasting platforms. Please visit DWB Show. Dot com for the links. So on today's show, we will be discussing California's startup, Astrolab Space Rover. It's really cool. Ford's new anti-theft technology is brilliant. Uh, 11 Tesla buying mistakes. And the WRX is dead. Wah, wah, wah. Next-gen next Subaru WRX STI could be an EV. Then we have the world's first Pi-powered satellite. As in Raspberry Pi. As Raspberry Pi. And Phantasm Hops. And also Redwood Materials is solving EV battery recycling. Some good stuff. Yes, very good stuff. So what are we drinking today, fellas? Mac, uh, you got a... Uh... Yeah, I have a New Belgium Honey Orange Triple... It is a Belgium-style ale brewed with African honey and fresh ground Seville orange peel. And it is mm. very potent at 10% AVB. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. It says serve at 50 to 55 degrees, so I was drinking it cold. Maybe I'll just mm. let that thing warm up a little yeah, bit. It does have a really good flavor. I just I just finished one of those as well, and then I was waiting for um, what Matt is going to treat us to. What about you, Matt? What you got? So, um, kind of skipping around a little bit because we usually talk about what have we been up to or anything oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing exciting on my end. But what I've been up to is for spring break, we went to Topsail Island in North Carolina. Um, we went with our friends and their little girls. So, my daughter Madison had two friends to play with while we were there for the week. Um, it was a nice area. Definitely can't wait to go back. Uh, when we went at the end of March is not the ideal time to go to Topsail. Because it was cold. Yeah, you guys were like, what, <laughs> five deg- or ten degrees warmer than we were here? I don't know that we were ever any warmer than uh, at home. Yeah, but, well, Megan Megan sent me a snap, and I said, how warm is it? Yeah. And she says, 55. I said, well, it's 40, 45 uh, here. So it was, it was cold, and it was just windy. Didn't have a lot. I mean, we had some sprinkles, but, like, nothing crazy. Um, but, no, it was nice. The house that we got on v- VRBO was... It was nice. I mean, it wasn't like over the top, but it w- it had everything we needed. The only thing we had to buy while we were there was a lighter for the charcoal grill. They had charcoal. They had a chimney, like all that stuff, all the utensils you could need for whatever meal you were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it had to just, it had to have been this couple's vacation home, and we just got to enjoy it while they're not there because it had. Literally everything, like all the cleaning stuff, vacuums upstairs, vacuums downstairs, mm. just all all the stuff. The only weird thing, and we kind of like it now, though, is we had to take our own bath towels and bedding. Oh, so fit, fitted sheet in the sheet. And it's like, at first, it's like, why did, that's kind of weird. Like, why do you not have that? Mm. But it was really nice, like, sleeping on sheets that I know what they feel like, yeah. and I know that they're clean, and yeah. only I've ever slept on them, so... 
Maybe that's so cool. that they didn't have to have somebody come and clean them and change that's them. That's exactly what is VRBO? why. It's a website where you vacation rental or something. It's not VRBO. If you listen to any of the commercials, it's Verbo. Oh, sorry. I, I know. Verbo. I, is it, is I, I always spe- called it. How, I, is, it, is that how it's spelled, VRBO? Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't, but I've I've, never, I've, I don't I've, ever watch TV. I've, I mean, you don't well, have a vacation, so you would never need to that's look true at that. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, your vacations are stay-at-home working yeah, vacations. But, but, you know, I always thought it was VRBO because, I mean, Verbo? that's vaca- vacation. Uh, what was it? Vacation rental. Rental, booking. Something. Online or, organization or something. I don't. I don't yeah, know what. I don't know. But but you know, I was like, and then when I saw it, like a TikTok ad for it, and it was like Verbo, and I was like, what the hell's Verbo? No, I'm gonna no, call I'm it. I'm gonna call it VRBO. Yeah, I'm gonna call it VRBO. It might be a little bit longer, but yeah. But you know, it, it was nice. Um, we definitely got the off season rate because we were talking about going next year as soon as the girls got out of school, go that week that you know that next week, and I could only look up. A few months, even into 22 now, they don't have 23 bookings open. But like during peak season, this house that we paid like $1,300 for, for the four nights, during peak season is like $4,800. So it's kind of like an Airbnb type of thing? Yeah. It says that it was originally known as vacation rentals by owner. There you go. That's where the uh, American Vacation Rental Online Market. But it's, it's so good. is it cheaper than Airbnb or just well, different? Well, it's, it makes it it makes it or easier to find. I wonder, are they even on both or are they just on Because we found our, when we went to Alaska, <clears throat> that's where Elizabeth got our. On oh, this place too? Is VRBO. Yeah. So she, and it's it's easy because you don't need a, you don't need a business that, that, that markets your stuff. You, gotcha. you, it's vacation rentals. By maybe, the maybe they don't take a big, as big a cut as uh when I was looking at the fees for that next trip, it was saying that the VRBO fee itself was five hundred dollars of, oh, wow. of the expense. Yeah, but I don't know if that's based off of what the rate is at Maybe, the time. Probably, but yeah, we were right on the beach, um, like literally on the beach. It was pretty awesome. So we can only imagine that if we go back during normal, you know, warmer months, mm-hmm. that that would just be spectacular because, you know. All of these homes, 20 homes to the left and 20 homes to the right, they're all private. There's no public access. So, and I can't imagine those homes holding like such a large amount of number of people that once you got down to the beach that with all these homes occupied, the beach would be crowded. Like I still think it would be very comfortable. Not being a public, really accessible beach. That's cool. You get, because you got, you hadn't been there before then, right? No, this was a. Never been. Sweet. It was nice. And it's part of Surf City Beach. So Surf if you guys City like know where Surf City Beach is, Top Sail is just south of that on the same island. Okay. So so back to what am I drinking? So while I was there, crappy weather, I brought some beers with me from home, running out. So I, you know, Googled what I do best and found this place called the Crooked Lotus. And it reminded me of our BC's Bottle Lodge yeah, here back okay. at home. Uh, 24 taps, all kinds of stuff in single cans. Um, so they're on untapped. So I looked through their tap list and the one that stuck out to me that I tried while I was there was this new Anthem beer project, both sprung and they are a micro brewery in Wilmington, North Carolina. And it says big, hazy, triple loaded with Citra 
Citra Incognito, Select Simcoe, Cashmere, and Strata. Weedy Pineapple and Orange Peel. I guess that's mm. the profile? I don't know. Sounds good. So, yep, I got that. So I've been kind of sitting on this for a minute. But it should be fine because it's a whopping 10.3%. Ooh. That's cool. They have crawlers and stuff. So. Sounds all right. Yeah, crawlers. And then I went on a Wednesday, so crawlers were 25% off. Ooh, so I sweet. got it for even cheaper. I was like, what? This is great. And then the girl that was working that day, Madison, which is easy to remember. That's my daughter's name. Mm-hmm. She was super cool. She suggested some really good beers from their, like, you know, stuff for sale. Local list or whatever. Yep. I was very, very happy. Speaking of BCs, they opened up the Mug Club. Oh, yeah? Did uh, you join? Yeah, so I got in on it. Because um, I didn't know, like, you got, they have certain beers. If you get crowlers and stuff, it's 25% off. Oh, that's cool. Plus, all drafts are a dollar off whenever you're there. And when they get new beers, like special beers, they send you an email and you get first dibs mm-hmm. before they put them out. So, And most of the time, that stuff never makes it to the shelf because they, the mug club people get it. gets it all. And you all get the, um, and I got to pick like, well, they're going to have well, my mug had, made. Matt's you, mug is over here in the cabinet. You, you had, you joined that when it first opened, didn't yeah. you? Yep. Okay. You guys just stopped, you just didn't really go anymore, so it didn't really make it. Yeah, not after sense. 20... 18, I think it was, is when we kind of stopped going. Yeah, because I don't think they've had it. It's been opened back up since I've been going there. And, like, I've never heard them say it was opened back up. Yeah. So I think it's been closed for a while. And then plus COVID, they really, they probably really weren't pushing it either because, you know, people weren't coming in. Yeah. I mean, it was 200 bucks for the first year, but you get the, you know, they make you a custom glass-blown mug that is yours that whenever you go in there, that's what you get to use. Yeah. You get to pick your colors. And That's I cool. just and I just did dealer's choice, which means the artist will make whatever pattern they want. It's probably gonna be dope too. With and I just said I just want blue and gray. Like I don't care what they else they like what the pattern or anything looks like. But uh, but then the second year it's only one fifty, and then it's a hundred every year after that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Hundred bucks. I mean, you get a dollar. I mean, I know I drink a hundred drafts a year there. <laughs> So that's, you know, a dollar off, so yeah. it's going to yeah. pay for itself. And it is nice when they have those beer drops and you get that email and you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Most of the stuff, like a lot of stuff that I got, it never ended up hitting the shelf because they would only get a case of it. And then even in the mug club, they would limit you to like a beer a piece or two a piece yeah. of the case. See, that's why I wish like Warped Wing would do with us getting our – but I mean, do we do get early releases of the beer, and we can have it before anybody else, and that's yeah. that's really cool. And then all the other, you know, the custom T-shirt for the people that do it. But you know, it'd be cool if they would do like, okay, well, because you're a member of this, you're the only people that can have this beer, right? Uh, or like, it would, they would do like a flight flight club membership tap only, or, yeah. Or um, they said they might, like they may do a, like a party or two. That'd be for cool, flight yeah. club members, so that'd be cool. Well, we'll see. This is the first year they're doing it, so see how it goes. I'm sure they'll change stuff as they as they go. Yeah. But I mean, for the you got the you got a gift card for the price of the membership, right? So you, it, it was free basically. Yeah, and because they know that the, more than likely those people are going to spend probably be there, spend more money than. Well, yeah, I mean, the, and I, that isn't in it. I told I I told Elizabeth about is like, hey, I bought a gold pass to Warped Wings Flight Club. And she was like, well, how much was that? I was like, $200. She was like, Jesus. 
I was like, well, they gave me a $200 gift card. Yeah. She was like, okay. <laughs> and a shirt. And, and a shirt. <laughs> and a cool little card, right? And a cool. You like a, your membership yeah, card yeah, is membership really cool. Yeah, really cool. And, uh, and you get, Tim, I think. You uh, get. get uh, merchandise discount. You get 10% merchandise discount. You get early releases to all the beers. Yep. Um, Hopefully they get, ha- they should get, do like a, like a Esther's like yeah, special launch party cool. just for. That'd be cool. Uh, we'll see. First year, so. You guys tried it yet? What do you think? I haven't uh, tried it. Is it any good? Oh, oh no, I saw I saw um, uh, Joe's eyebrows go way up when he took the first sip. So it's really good. <laughs> it's better than what I remember it. There it that hides them. Like it, you can definitely tell it's it got some juicy. ABV in it, but it does not taste like it's the the ten three. It doesn't yeah. taste boozy at all. Yeah, it's got a very very good mm. fruity uh, mouth or. Uh, flavor and then the mouth feels like um like when I let it after I swallow it and then I kind of like taste my tongue again you get that piney yeah like that little bit of like orange rind it's good yeah it's it's delicious very good thank yeah, you for I bringing was, this I was call. excited to share that with good, you guys good call you said it's a tripper right yeah 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 it's good yeah mm. yep so Joe you been up to anything I mean it's been so it's been a month since our last podcast. Yeah, it's been almost um, six weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe because so we did it. do a beer drop yeah. like what a month ago, three uh, weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Three weeks ago because we were supposed to do. Or no, it was, no, it was two weeks. It was it was, two weeks ago. I I don't know. I don't Whatever know. it was, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, we um, you know, Matt, Matt's vacation. I had some. Uh, one of my uh, dogs, we had to put her down. She was 10 and a half years old, so I was kind of upset over that. Didn't really feel like doing much. And, you know, these guys were like, you know, hey, whatever you want to do, we'll wait. Um, so I've been just been uh, groveling in that for a little while. But, uh, you know, it gets a little easier every day. And then Liz, you're, you know, Darren's wife brings over. She's got, like, this this plaque and has her picture on it and this, this pretty cool uh, little uh, saying on there. And then it's got, like, these slots so she can you can put her collar in it. So it's like... Like then we we kept getting like cards from the vet and from the vet hospital and then like people would send stuff and it's just like then you you think about it all over again so it sucks yeah. but you know yeah, she but, was here for ten and a half years but and, the pain is the healing process so yeah. yeah it's made me appreciate the other two a little bit more and spend a little more time with them I, I'm I was telling April the other day I'm I'm glad that the last two and a half years or so because of COVID I mean I've pretty much been working from home exclusively so i've been with it like they have not been put up in their dog crates for almost three years yeah. wow because we're always someone's always home yeah and, and usually me or and if i do go anywhere somebody else is usually here so they've never been left for more than a two or three hours at a time so like that, that i think that that's consoling because i know that they you know i got to spend a lot of time with her the last couple of years which yeah. that's awesome i'm thankful for that what about you sir Mr. Deck Builder. Yeah, I just built 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 a a deck for my in-laws. The Taj Mahal of decks. <laughs> I built a, built another deck off their main deck for just the grills. <laughs> so, so I got to ask: Is it just the picture, or was there that much of a negative grade or whatever on that? There was that much of a neg- that was level. That was perfectly level. Hmm. That was perfectly level. Wow. Yeah, it it looks like it's going downhill, but back towards the house. That thing, that thing was 
perfectly level. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I kept looking at it and I kept setting my my six foot level on there. I was like, now I set it the other way and I was like, I was like, well, I got. I even went to the point to where I got a shim out and made sure my level was still true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just optical illusion. I mean, Whoa. yeah, that's crazy, huh? Well, at least you didn't have to dig any more footers. No, no. I well, I dug, I dug down and and set those uh, those blocks. They they were like those 18. are the ones that have the you put the four put the four by fours mm-hmm. in. Or? No, those they were just leftover paper blocks because oh, okay. there wasn't going to be much weight on well, it. And so, it's not that big. And it's not that big. It's only ten by eight. So you know, I mean, it's not that big at all. Eighty square foot. Because they they don't so, have railing on that at all. Uh, well, I'm they they, they just ordered railing for the like the one side for the sides <laughs> that. Um, where, well, I guess anywhere where, like except you got you got steps on three sides, right? Yes. And then you got that coming. So, off. so there's. So you won't put any railing coming off and onto that from the main, yes, deck, right? Or yes, you will. They want to put. Okay, so then that'll be they'll have to come down and then go back up onto that one. No, because they'll be able to walk from the main deck into it. But so, what, so there won't be railing in between there. No. Or, okay. You no, know, they'll That's be able to walk right into that. Gotcha. But they're going to be railing on Around the outside edge of okay. that. And you know they want that wrought iron look and. Mm. She showed me the quote that Menards gave him, and I was like, "You know, you don't need railing because it's under two feet." <laughs> yeah, heck, it's probably only probably under eighteen inches, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but when you're that old, if you happen to fall from that height, yeah. you're gonna break something, and you're gonna be down for yeah. a long time. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, twenty four hundred dollars worth of railing is wow. uh, hey. a little much. You're, do you see how much a four by four by eight is? I know seventeen fifty. What? Seventeen dollars and fifty cents for a four by four by eight number two treated. Mm-hmm. What did those used to be? Five dollars, yeah, six dollars, five, 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 six dollars. <laughs> uh, I mean, the last time I bought any, when I redid the deck before we moved, they were like four something, the, five something. The OSB that I need for the new chicken coop I'm going to build, it's like, like forty eight dollars a sheet now. Like three eighths or seven sixteenths, half inch, half inch. Yeah, that's crazy. Nuts. That. So that little thirteen foot, so it's a three by seven, you know, uh, white vinyl privacy fin- privacy screening for my trash cans is eight hundred and sixteen dollars for everything. Yeah, because <laughs> I need five four by four by eights. Wow, five of the PVC slip covers, which technically they say that you can use those if you put them in so- cement. They're pretty strong, but right. I want to do four by fours. Yeah, I'd rather have something solid in in, in between. That. Then I have to get three. Then just six. be careful when you're weed eating around them because you'll crack that crap pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. Um, then I need three six foot panels because it's thirteen feet of fence, but I need one whole panel just to get another that that extra. Well, it's going to be like the gate's going to be like four feet, and there'll be like another three foot section. The gate kit, which is just all the hardware to make one of those panels into a gate, was one hundred and eighty dollars. Just 3D print your own. That Be one. done with it. <laughs> I don't know if that would get hold you up. some PLA plus and <laughs> and that sunlight resistant and That's just crazy. let her eat. Did you did you that sent me that uh TikTok of that that nylon PLA or whatever yeah. that guy was running over it with his truck yeah. and he tore took a like steaming water to it. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That was crazy. But yeah, I haven't really been up to much other than working and stuff. So working your butt off, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but it's get, it's it's get, slow it's slowed down a little bit. Getting thankfully. those big awards and stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't know about that. It just I think they it was just uh, you know, my other my counterpart who I'm usually on a team of two people, I haven't had that other person for like four months. So it was me doing a lot of extra work. But, you know, got a 
got a, a new person now, so it's all getting back to normal, thankfully. Starting to actually actually go back and talk to people face to face, which is cool. That's pretty cool. Because you were at what? You were at a local brewery, Matry. Yeah, Matry. Yeah, and like a little dinner, customer dinner, Matry, which was, man, I haven't been there. I think we went there. We went there when we went out for, before we went to. Um, where did we go? No, because we went to. Uh, yeah, I don't know, the Condados. We went to right. Condados, and then, and then we walked there. over to Madry. Yeah. I think that was the last time I was there. What was it for? Somebody's birthday or it something? Was his and Liz's birthday. Was it for you guys? Was it last it was, year or this year? No, that was like right before COVID. Yeah. It was in 20. It was like two years. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah, he was supposed was. to go to Vegas, and then that ah, trip got canceled. Yeah, yeah that's right. Man, Crazy. time flies. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't been to Madry in a while. Yes, time flies. Have you Have you been there lately? I don't, I don't make it to that side of town. Have you been there? Yeah. We just talked about that. Oh, were you with us? Yeah. Well, dude, it's been almost almost three years ago. <laughs> Did they have the uh, covered back patio with the big tent? Yeah. Yes. Back yeah. then? Yeah, because it was full of animals when we went. Would they have um, five or six Tesla chargers right in the front? So if you have a... Like your like your wall charger or, yep. or my wall? Yeah, nice. they're, just, they're mounted on the outside, like those outside mm. mounts that they have. Yeah. They have uh, like five or six of them right there by the. Well, it's in the, technically in the back, but the, I always go in that entrance anyway because mm-hmm. that's where the the big parking lot's at. But yeah, they've got like nice six stall, five or six stalls right there. That's not bad. Anything else been going on? Anything else exciting? Went to Boonshoff. Oh yeah, museum today. Have anything cool there today, dude? That place is awesome. I could go there and just spend all day. Just it. it it's one of those things. Like if you go to Kosai, mm-hmm. it's funner to go Kosai without your kids because you get to actually enjoy, you know, everything they have to offer. And, and, uh, I was, I was thinking about getting a membership there because they have reprocity with, uh, like Kosai and places up in Cleveland oh, okay. over in any, any, um, I forget the name of it, but any of the national science centers, you can get in. You can get uh, in for free or a discount That's by cool. having wow. this. I so I was like, man, I don't want to spend two hundred dollars for something we might come to. You know, yeah, because it's only like it's only like twelve dollars to get in for yeah, for adults. True. Well, I said it's just two adults and one child because we had the baby too, and anything under two is free. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, were you a member of any zoos or anything? I was like, yeah, Cincinnati Zoo. 50% discount. Oh, dang. Heck I was yeah. like, sweet. There you go. you so, definitely don't need a membership then if you get wow. that. Wow. So, you know, that was that was kind of cool, but uh, got to go into the planetarium today. We wa- I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, my God, dude. It's so cool. To go there. Well, the, the first time I ever went there, I never heard about it, but the mm. first time we went there was for a wedding. So hmm. we had the whole place to ourselves. They did the wedding in the planetarium. That's cool. So they pulled what? up dates. Oh, of of up. of where like when they first met. Yeah, and they pulled up the star chart of that date <laughs> and cool. had it displayed on the the planetarium. Yes, yeah. and then like their first date and their their when they got engaged That's and so just cool. like all these little life moments. You guys, you saw that? You, or you were they were just telling you about? No, it? No, no, no. Well, that that was the first time I ever went there. Oh, that you were that you were there for that. Right. Mm. So we were there for that. Well, today. <clears throat> the social worker had to come see the baby today, uh, our social worker through mm-hmm. NECO, and it was at, she came at 10. 
well, I said, well, let's go to Boonshoft after we're done. Well, we went to breakfast. And then I'm looking at Boonshoft, and I was like, crap, because Arlo is just madly crazy in love with dinosaurs mm-hmm. right now. And 12, 12, uh, 20 to 1240 was a whole dinosaur uh, oh, thing. Oh. And we couldn't make it there oh, in time to, because I mean, it's way up on the other side, Dayton. Yeah, right? it's, it's so, a decent little drive. Yeah, it was like 42 minutes from, from Frisch's in off of Route 4. So, mm. yeah, but. But we got to see the the planets and and the star stuff, and that was really cool. And mm. just some of the. But is that part of the mission, or do you? Yeah, have to pay for no, that, that that's part just of the mission. Got to wait for the show. Just you're not allowed. Like if the show starts and you're late, you're not getting in. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so they don't they, they don't, don't want to open. They the don't want to open the doors because I mean it's so uh, the lighting's controlled so much in there. Yeah. But you know they got they got I mean just a little bit of everything for anybody. I mean there's there's actually a twenty year old. Um, mummy. So she was twenty when she died from like the fifth dynasty, and and uh, Dayton Children's actually did a full MRI on it, and then they have this big table that you can grab the MRI and spin and and look oh. into certain sections. Yeah, that's cool. Where is that at? It's a science museum. Well, in in the the if you go upstairs, yeah, and. Right next to like the American Indian side, yeah, there's a, a an Egyptian place too. Hmm. And well, then I don't remember that last time yeah. I was there. That's cool. And then and they yeah they got they got the coffin, the bottom, then they got a, a piece of plexiglass and 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 steel that holds up the mummy, and then they got the top of it above it. So it's like an exploded wow. view of it. That's cool. And then you can go over to there. Plus they got a they got a small little zoo inside there. I mean, they have a sloth, they have otters, they have tortoises. They it's have, re- it is really cool. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, a really cool Do they place. still have the big snake in the bug room? No. I don't, I didn't see a snake. Or at a small alligator or a crocodile or something? No. Do they still have the bug room where you could go in and pull the drawers open and see all the beetles mm. and all the stuff? Not that I know. Oh. Well, there was a big section that was under construction. Oh, okay. Downstairs. Mm. So I don't know if that was in there because... I don't even think I remember the bug room when we were there for the wedding three years ago mm. or four years ago. No. It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've slept since then. Yeah. But, cool. you know, I mean, just living life. We're doing something fun tomorrow. Yes. We are going to Louisville, Kentucky. They. Not me. They. Yeah. They me say and, we, uh, but they. And, and I think we talked about this on the first podcast. Maybe we didn't. I don't know, but... Maybe our first podcast this year, uh, if we didn't anyway, our wives secretly got tickets to Elton John's farewell tour, um, and we are going, so Louisville is a couple hours from us, so we're going to go and stay the night and see the concert, so looking forward to that tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. We'll we'll have an update on the next podcast about how that went, so looking forward to it. And then maybe try to hit one of the uh, distilleries or a brewery yeah, or something old, down there. Old Forester's going to be right in front of our, yeah. and then there's like two distil- uh, two breweries down mm-hmm. like two blocks away. So you should be able to hit something. That town is going to be so freaking busy. Tomorrow. Well, what else is going on tomorrow? Uh, der- uh, uh, Thunder. That alone is going to make it busy. Yeah. Th- Thunder over Louisville because Derby's oh, that- next week. 
So Derby's next week. Derby's next week. So, this, so this, they, are they are they racing tomorrow? No, or this no. Weekend? So Thunder over Louisville is just basically a big because the Derby is so big in Louisville mm-hmm. that this is their spring break. They don't have school. Oh, nothing. Because so the it, Derby because is Derby it's week? so yeah, it's so big. Because hmm. the Derby's during the week. So what it? kicks off? Like, during the week? No, it's on the weekend. It'll is be it on, on Saturday. Next Saturday? I'm pretty sure. But Thunder over Louisville is the weekend before Derby. And what do they do for that? So it's just a big, giant party down downtown. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're and getting then there but, somewhat but, early. But what sucks is they have a huge fireworks show that we probably won't get to see because we'll be in the concert. Oh. Okay. But, but, yeah, I mean, Louisville's a great town anyway. It's just... If you've never been to downtown Louisville, there's so I've much to do. I've been there, but only for a few hours. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you go, you can spend, you know, two or three days in downtown Louisville. Yeah. You know, go to uh, the Louisville Bat Company. The 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 tour is free. You get to make your own little mat, little mini bat. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool experience. I mean, All I know is they have more superchargers in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> they have three. We have one. Yeah. Well, Dayton's getting ready to get one, but it's still that only one in Cincinnati. But well, I guess two if you count Blue Ash. You can't charge your Blue Ash. Oh, you it's can't. It's not public. Oh, it's Dayton's not. not going to be public either because it's a service center. Mm-hmm. People know that because they keep asking about if it's open or not. Yeah, I didn't know you couldn't charge a Blue Ash. Yeah, not because they're to. always using it. Yeah, it's for service and deliveries. Well, that stinks. That yeah. means we don't have, really have one at all. No, today. we don't. <laughs> First up today, we have from Reuters, Reuters, Routers, Reuters, um, <laughs> California startup Astrolab unveils its new space rover, more than a mere moon buggy. So they've been working on this for a while, right? I was going to make Matt do this since it was his Oh, article. were you? Yeah. Did you want well, to? Too it? late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing was, is like, they're, they're not the only ones. There's a bunch of companies that are trying to make... Uh, Vehicles for from the moon, for right? The Artemis program um, yeah. for art, and like, but they're the first ones that have actually they have has a something that's yeah, they can actually use a full scale um, prototype. Yeah, yeah, this thing looks like like you just it's just a second ago. Yeah, you could see the wheel when it was flexing when it was yeah. driving over something. That yeah, thing they said I think it was like um, thirteen hundred pounds. Yeah, it's but it has light. a payload capacity of like fifty five hundred yeah. or something like that. It's like dang. But you know, also when you're on the moon, you got you know, well, yeah, you're one six, six one six, six G. gravity. Yeah, so this is pretty cool. Like, how long is this video? Oh, it's only cool. Yeah. This isn't the same one that was on the YouTube, though, is it? Uh, I don't think so. There mm-hmm. was a, there was another one on there, but you know, I mean, just we're at such an exciting time of our lives, and because all this stuff that we saw is like childhood stuff, like. We're going to go populate the moon and some of the TV, the movies and TV shows that we saw is like, you know, yeah. all of it's here. And I'm super excited to. Oh, to they, I, didn't, I didn't even notice the. Uh, the spare tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm just excited about the whole Artemis program because, you know, 
I'm probably not the only kid adult that always wanted to go to the moon. I mean, oh, no way, yeah. And and I'm young enough, and all this stuff's happening that I think that before I die, I might be able to go to the moon. That's yeah. That's I mean, even if you like being even having the chance and the opportunity right. to be able to do it is crazy. So, so this was um this is their YouTube channel, right? Um, and this is something they put up on March 10th. So today is uh, April 15th, almost tax day, y'all. Yeah. Um. So they were out in uh, Death Valley, I think. Is yeah, they, they were, they were testing in California. Yeah, I, I think remember. it said Death Valley. So uh, Chris was a former astronaut, and then I think the um what was her name? She was a student from was it MIT. MIT grad yeah. student. Um, her name's in the article. We'll, we'll give it to you in just a second, but. They actually got to go out into the desert and like test this thing, and like they deployed like that that solar. Yeah, they ran it uh, for eight plus hours. I think the article said. I think they said they can run up to eight hours, right, on a charge. Uh, yeah, it took, dude, that's so yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, they uh, they deployed like this uh, this solar. Uh, yeah, I like I like solar in the sail kind of solar sail. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it looks but like. But I like in the article that they had to to put that they were mock. Uh, astronaut suits yeah they, not they weren't not real they were mock astronaut well i mean who cares if they're real or not right. they were you know why why would you have to put mock in there but whatever yeah super cool like i mean it's only like a couple minute video but uh there's they have other videos on here too if you, yeah there's like that you know what's going to happen is they're going to get that to the moon and they're going to park it and then something's going to happen and the aliens are going to come put that thing mm-hmm. up on blocks and seal those rims <laughs> I like that it like drops down like a bag, yeah, full size Chevy or yeah. something. <laughs> Just lays frame. That's crazy. But I mean, that's a that's a pretty good looking prototype. Yeah, and that I think was pretty cool too. I, like the way yeah. it lifted straight up, or but, they cranked it up. But to, what I re- liked really about it is because if they found something that they could, didn't think they could ride on it over, yeah, they could remote control it. Oh, that's right. They said that you could it could be remote controlled or 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 driven. I mean, it it looks pretty pretty well built. Like they've thought it through for sure, and it's so cool. Like, I just wonder what you know, because you gotta think you're in the vacuum of space. Yep. Everything's a little bit different there. The regolith is just nasty to run in anything. So, what kind of sealed motors do these have to have? I mean, they have to be really sealed. Because that regolith gets in everything, but bringing up regolith, it just popped something into my mind. I don't know if did I send the article to you guys or whatever, but there was a somebody figured out how they can transfer regolith into a printable, three D printable, usable. Um, oh, they can like they can turn it into something, and they can turn it printing. in. They can use for three D printing to. That's to cool. I don't know. Was it in this somewhere uh, in this article like or make something? Tools I don't know. No, like that. make make uh, the domes and and everything out that they can three yeah, D print to, the. To I don't almost remember. Almost like a concrete, wasn't it? I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. But I read it. I'm pretty sure I might have shared it to Slack. I don't know. Yeah, it says Venturi Astrolab Inc. released photos and video showing its flexible logistics and exploration flex. Vehicle riding over the rugged California desert near near Death Valley National Park during a five day field test in December. 
Um, they say the four-wheeled car-sized Flex Rover is designed for use in NASA's Artemis program, aimed at returning humans to the moon as early as 2025 and establishing a long-term lunar colony as a precursor to sending astronauts to Mars. Yeah. Unlike the 1970s Apollo-era moon buggies or the current generation of robotic Mars rovers tailored for spe- specialized tasks and experience, experiments, rather, Flex is designed as an all-purpose vehicle that can be driven by astronauts or by remote control. That would be an expensive remote control car. <laughs> be like, whoops, went into the crater. So what exactly defines an astronaut? Is it just because you're going to well space? Now, uh, hold on. Now. Because if they're talking about colonizing the moon before sending astronauts to Mars, at that point, when would everyone colonized on the moon be called an astronaut? So the term astronaut derives from the Greek words meaning space sailor and refers to all who have been launched as crew members aboard NASA spacecraft. So what if you're launched on the starship? Russians are called cosmonauts. So what's a starship person called? I don't know. I don't know. Elon, what do you you call your uh, (laughs) people that go up in your... I I mean, what are the people that... Flew on the dragon. Didn't haven't haven't they went up twice? They now? were just a crew dragon. I mean, I don't know, but they're still astronauts, I guess. Because Be- it's still it's still but part. They weren't up. But they weren't up. Na- they were launched from NASA's. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Or you could go to the other side of it and Neil deGrasse Tyson and what would be a good name for? What would be a good SpaceX name like? Spaces. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Built around a modular payload system inspired by conventional containerized shipping, Flex is versatile enough to be used for exploration, cargo delivery, site construction, and other logistical work on the moon, uh, says the company. And it says, for humanity to truly live and operate in a sustained way off Earth, there needs to, to exist an efficient and economical network all the way from the launch pad to the ultimate outpost. Astrolab founder and CEO Jarrett Matthews said in a statement announcing the rover's development. And wasn't Matthews, it says uh, he was a spaceflight robotics engineer. I wonder, oh, did he work at NASA? I don't think it said, did it? I don't know. It says other companies have announced new lunar rover design concepts, but so far as I believe, uh, this was Matthews. We're the only ones that have produced a working prototype of this scale and capability, uh, he said in his interview um, on when, uh, Wednesday, which was, what, like March 7th or something like that. Uh, if NASA adapts Flex and its modular payload platform for Artemis, it would become the first passenger-capable rover to ply the lunar surface since Apollo 17, which was the last of six original U.S. manned missions to the moon back in December of 1972. Um, where somewhere in this article they were talking about like how fast that thing would go. Oh, 11 miles an hour. Yeah, right, yeah right here. 11 miles an hour. And I was like, you know what? That would probably be like feel really fast on 16G. Yeah. Well, they were saying, so that's how fast the, the Apollo 17 lunar rover was. So this will be the same. And they were saying that there's really no reason for it to, to be able to go faster than that because – like if when you go over bumps and stuff going that fast, like you will actually float because <laughs> you're like, so you don't want to get too crazy with it. Um, yeah. Cause it says uh, Apollo astronauts found they spent just as much time off the ground as on it at that speed. So it's kind of pract- a practical limit for the moon where gravity is one sixth of the earth. Said Matthews, a former Rover engineer. 
or NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I missed that when I read it yesterday. Um, when While Apollo LRVs carried up to two astronauts seated at its controls like a car, uh, the flex passengers, either one or two at a time, ride standing in the back driving the vehicle. That's because that's because you when you go hold my beer and you're like oh crap we're getting out of here and just jump. <laughs> I hope off they're the back. strapping onto that thing. <laughs> so it weighs just over 1,100 pounds, uh, but has a 30 oh not 55 3,300. That's still pound, but, pretty. I mean impressive. that's three times what it weighs. Right. That's crazy. But if like you looked at the, in that video, you could see like the way it was made. It looked like it was like uh, engineered to be able to carry some some weight. But and then that that weight on the moon is isn't as yeah, mock spacesuits. Yeah. It says video showed as paired dressed in mock spacesuits. And it says fully pa- fully charged. It can drive two astronauts for eight hours straight and has sufficient energy capacity to survive the extreme cold of a lunar night, which can be up to 300 hours in total darkness at the moon's south pole. And it says uh, during the field test, they were it was... They were the rover was piloted by retired Canadian astronaut and Astrolab Advisory Board member Chris Hadfield and MIT Aerospace graduate student Michelle Lynn. So those were the two that were doing the testing in the video. Yeah, so they were shown in mock spacesuits riding on the vehicle over a sand dune and using it to set up a large vertical solar array. I mean, that's just awesome though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go check out the video, listen to the audio of it. Um it's it's you you can tell how excited he was. Oh yeah, I mean to use that thing when you listen to the video, but yeah, it's such a cool cool uh, vehicle. Right, so we got Ford's new anti theft technology is brilliant. From a carbuzz that can the carbuzz meet canopy developed in coordination with ADT. So Ford has teamed up with ADT to basically use the camera system. On your truck. So ADT is going to monitor your cameras with Blue Oval's AI-driven video camera technology. Canopy makes use of things like acoustic sensors for vans, like the Ford Transit, onboard cameras, radar, LTE, and GPS. The monitoring product itself features a camera that's mounted in either a van's cargo area or a pickup truck's bed. The platform will then use AI tech to identify and report credible threats while reducing false alarm signals. The included video showcases the F-150 owner catching a potential thief red-handed with his smartphone. And they play a little, like, ad video. So, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. But so yeah, here, it's super here's, cheesy. here's my problem with this. Oh, you have a problem with this, I huh? have a big problem with this. Oh, yeah? My problem with this is... I bought the smart things ADT controller and the sensors and all this. And guess what? Not more than a year later, it doesn't work with anything. It was dropped. It was dropped. So guess what? I have a hole in my wall. Yeah. Because where I mounted the the door or the the main control panel. And it's just it's just there. Unplug now because I don't I mean, feel like this is just an app though. You don't have to worry about holes in your wall. I, I understand that. But my point is how long will this last? I'm I'm not going to pay extra for the remote monitoring. The remote security. monitoring security, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I uh, cool concept, but 
if I was like a big general contractor and I had a bunch of vehicles that or needed this commercial or commercial fleets. commercial fleets, yeah, I could probably see doing something like this. But for the normal home person, I mean, where my truck's inside every night. Yeah, but not everyone has a luxury of parking in a garage every night. Yeah. Well, that's because they need to get rid of their crap out of their garage. <laughs> Maybe they don't have a garage. What? You mean use a garage to park a vehicle? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I thought, um, like, I, I was saying the same thing to you. Like, commercial fleets oh, like, yeah. makes sense, right? Because uh, there's a lot, like... Having the monitored part of it, I guess, you know, that's cool because that, like, you really, there's nothing else that does that for your vehicle. I guess maybe OnStar or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but that only but, uh, has like crash indicators. And I mean, it, it's cool, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to pay ADT for something that Ford should just build into the smarts of their new vehicles. Right. I mean, because you guys have what, Sentry Mode and in, in the Tesla? Yeah, we've got Sentry Mode and we can re remotely re view our cameras, but. Unless someone's actively trying to get into our car and the alarm goes off, we don't know. Yeah, but like I sentry thought, mode doesn't tell us when it. No, I thought I thought when somebody gets too close to your car, doesn't it send you an alert? No, it records it, but it, it does not. Send send, us it, does, an alert. The only the only time you'll get an alert is if the alarm actually goes off. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you can review, you can remotely look at your cameras. I got. Well, you. how do you know when to do that? The cool thing with this is like it well in the video it was showing like the you seen his uh, phone came up with the video right at the time it was happening. But does it get to the point like you know I I don't have any wise cams anymore because I just quit looking at them because I got so many false alerts once they started doing whatever stupid stuff they wanted to start to do. But you know even with my ubiquity which they're great just clip my nails <laughs> but you know i get a lot of alerts that i don't even pay attention to because i know they're like my front door cam i know at like 6 30 at night that my flag whipping in the wind is going to give me false alerts because it shows a shadow on the ground that triggers my my camera so holy you're, so you're getting alarm fatigue huh what are you doing? You're getting it everywhere. Know. Oh, on the laptop. Hey, that laptop is not <laughs> under warranty anymore, it sir. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a point in time to when that top drawer, man. Give me that. This? Yeah, I'll wash it. Okay. Sorry. Go to dinner. <laughs> there's a point in time that Let me put this, where I live, where you live, where you live, crime is really not prevalent. I don't know. There's my little neighborhood watch thing on Facebook. There's like people say they get their, because they don't lock their cars, they get, people get to go through them and steal their change and their well, sunglasses. Well, I mean, I can, I can understand that, but. Because they, they because think they, they're Because safe. they have too much crap. False sense of security. They have too much crap in their garage and don't park their cars in their <laughs> <Yeah>. garage. <laughs> Like, I think this is cool, but I don't want to have to pay ADT. To, to, like, a lot of these things I mean, did it, should be built in, like it is with Did, did it Tesla. even say anywhere in the article that how much the cost would be per month? No. This this was, like, fresh. Like, this yeah. is kind of almost okay. like in... Now, I will say, trials. we have to pay $10 a month for... Um, premium connectivity. For premium connectivity, which includes the ability to look at your 
cameras remotely. Yeah, yeah. And and it gives you the streaming, the audio streaming services. Where you go, uh, hey, it gives get away you the from my car. It gives you the cell phone connectivity in the car, the live, so that you can use, so that you can use Netflix and all that stuff. Yeah, there's other probably other things, but hopefully, like them adding the ability to look at the cameras remotely. Hopefully, they add the like some alerting abilities into that eventually. Like, I just think that why would why did why wouldn't Ford just do that so they can make that money directly? Yeah. Instead of why why give it to ADT? Well, because ADT is the name. Yeah. And it's been around for forever. Yeah, it's true. So I mean, you know, I would I would. I would personally trust ADT's security over Ford security. Yeah. It, it just it, logically speaking, yeah. You know, you you assimilate ADT with, you know, security systems. Yeah. I mean, I do like the the alerting and then it does say that it's going to use AI that it, it'll be able to distinguish like if it's an animal or maybe it can do some face recognition to know if it's you or someone that you know that you've marked that is okay to be in your truck or vehicle or whatever. Um, I mean, that, that that stuff is cool, but, like, I just think that this is stuff Ford could do natively. Like, yeah. they shouldn't need and, ADT. And, and maybe in the future. And then and, they could charge 10 or $20 a month or something and that's, instead of 80, having to pay ADT for and it. And that's what I'm but, saying. But do they have the processing power on these vehicles like a Tesla does? I don't know. But it says the AI tech is so advanced it can distinguish the difference between an animal hopping into a truck bed or or regular loud noises from, say, a construction site. If a potential serious threat is detected, Canopy will further alert ADT monitoring professionals, a real human being, who can contact owners and or the police. But it says it's using the, built, it's using the cameras built yeah. into the vehicle. So, like, it's cool. Like, it says, like, uh, breaking glass, metal cutting, and even suspicious motions can trigger an alert. But I don't know. I just think this is stuff that Ford could do without ADT. I don't know why they're and, even worried and, about it. And they might in the future. Yeah, but true. as of right now, <clears throat> you know, somebody probably up or up said, oh, well, we could offer this. And I mean, I'm sure Ford's getting a kickback off of it. Yeah. I mean, you just wouldn't give somebody your business just to – to not profit off of it. I mean, it, all it is, all, all, everything comes down to that bottom line. Yeah, and I can understand, like, like, especially, like, it says in here, according to FBI data, stolen work equipment uh, amounts to about $7.4 billion as of in, in 2020. So around almost $7.5 billion a year. Which that's, now that's a lot of solves. In, in that video, like, it shows well, the guy, like, getting into the back. I mean, it's an open truck, but, right. like, and, I mean, if usually if you're at a job site, like you're not to where there's not like people just walking by normally. Right. Probably. I mean, I'm sure like there's I, I mean, some randos sometimes, but I mean, we had we have people that mow our cemeteries, and somebody walked by their uh, trailer while they were mowing and, and stole their backpack blowers. Yeah. See, and that this could have caught them. I mean, yeah. I think I think it makes I think yeah, but that was for in commercial trailer though, but yeah, but I think for commercial fleets this makes sense, but. Like but, me and you, uh, and you and know, and was, that's one of the reasons I, I put a hard cover on my my F one fifty is because my tailgate locks automatically with my vehicle. Mm. So if like I I would never stop by because I go mow my in laws and stuff. I would never be able to stop at like Kroger on the way home to pick up something that she forgot for dinner or whatever because 
you know, my backpack blower is almost $500. You know, my, my, uh, weed eater and that is like four or $500. I mean, and that stuff you can't really protect. Well, because I have a hard cover, I just drop my tailgate, shove that stuff in there, take key out of my, my mower and hmm. go in and peace free, you know, cause yeah. I don't have to worry about my equipment being stolen. That's true. But, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's times, I mean, even with our work trucks at work, I lock, even if I'm at the city building, I go out and get something out of my truck. I lock my 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 utility box back up because yeah. I don't know who's coming well, in. Well, we learned that the hard way working for the cable company. Yeah. Like you always keep your stuff locked or you're or you're gonna lose it and you're paying for it. Yep. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I could definitely see the commercial um viability of it. I just don't know how most regular consumers will feel or if they'll want to pay for this. There's going to, have to be some kind of like incentive, like the yeah. first so many months for yeah, free. Kind of like they do with XM. Kind of get you, you know, yeah. strung, like pulled into, oh, this service is kind of handy. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just like OnStar. I mean, with Chevrolet, you have OnStar and, yeah. and, you know, it's free for the first year or whatever. But honestly, with the, ha- well, how self, I know she got a bite to her. Those cocoa nibs, like, but, <laughs> but like OnStar, it's like, other than me getting in a crash and you being able to call the police but for But see, me, that's from, that's, they're not using right, a third party. Right. That's that's my whole thing is like, well, why third, why I mean, go third party with it? I mean, is, is OnStar owned by Chevrolet? I don't know. I think, I thought it was a division of it, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't honestly know that, but. Well, it says, um, you know. So the partnership, the you know, they're, this 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 canopy product will provide AI powered connectivity, security cameras, and corresponding mobile app for a variety of vehicle makes and models. So the camera is actually, it's from what I was reading, it comes from ADT. It's not from Ford, so it's something they're adding on. Or maybe like these certain vehicles will have a spot for it, and you can plug it in, or or maybe it's they just they go ahead and include it, but then you have to enable it or whatever. But it says that it will integrate with this. It would integrate with Safe by ADT platform to provide professional monitoring and help businesses protect valuable work equipment and vehicles and individual owner strength and security inside and outside of vehicles. Canopy will build and sell its first products and subscription services early next year to protect cargo areas of high volume commercial trucks and vans in the U.S. and U.K. I think it's coming to the U.K. first, actually. Um, Canopy was incubated by Ford's new business platform team and plans to begin integrating its security solution with onboard vehicle cameras and Ford vehicles next year. So this is 2023 because this came out in January of uh, 2022. And it says Canopy expects to expand offerings to other manufacturers over time. So it looks like maybe this is something ADT is trying, trying to, to get used to expand their business, which like for commercial, it makes really yeah. good sense. but. So, so just, we could see other manufacturers offer this, especially for their commercial fleet. I mean, like it, I can see like an Amazon or right. FedEx or UPS, like doing like this would be make sense. Um, so I just looked up that OnStar was started by GM, so it is it is a hundred percent GM's. That makes hmm. sense. They started in nineteen ninety five. Wow! Wow! Yeah. 95. I know, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see where it me, goes. Me personally. Not buying it. Not huh? buying it. But but for, like Joe said, the commercial aspect of it, 
Yes, I could. I, yeah, could, I could see totally, like a fleet manager wanting this, especially if they could see all right all vehicles in the fleet and have, right, especially and like like if it's one of them. If like if 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 the vehicle itself is stolen, they right, could track it. I'm a sub. I'm a subcontractor for a telecommunications company. My whole fleet would probably have that. Yep. One because I, so. I like tech, but two, the peace of mind and. You know what about the insurance discounts? Oh, I mean that, that stuff. That stuff the, might that come into play to pay for you know the, the offset of it. Yeah, I mean it's just the just the peace of mind That's of it. Point. But but for me personally, yeah. it's like peeing money away, like drinking yeah. alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but at least you get a good feeling from drinking. Yeah, alcohol. true, true. <laughs> from inside EVs. Buying advice, don't make these 11 mistakes when getting a Tesla. And, you know, I kind of added this article just because, I mean, there's a lot of times that people are like, oh, I need this and I need this and I need this in my vehicle. And then, you know, it's like the guy going and saying, I need a F-450 because I'm going to pull my lawnmower trailer. Lawnmower trailer. (laughs) And it's like, you know what? You can get, get, you can do the same thing with a, uh, you know, F-150. But, and some of some of these things were in here that were pretty much common sense, but... Yeah, you would think. You would think. You would think. So this was, uh, this the, it links out to the video from Ryan. So Ryan right. Shaw, if, any, if, you, if anybody follows Tesla stuff, he does weekly Tesla videos, Tesla update videos. He's, you know, I've been watching this stuff forever. And he did a video about this and then they kind of done the, road, the write-up uh, to kind of follow up and... Print yeah. form, so it's pretty. Yeah, cool. and this came out March thirteenth of twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's about and a month ago. About a month ago. Well, it was new when I added the article, yeah, but because true. of yeah. our our uh, delays, our delays. But you know, it just it. I, I just wanted to throw this in here because I mean, some some of the stuff made kind of sense, you know, and like I was going to get my F one fifty with the extended range. Well, I don't travel that often. Yeah, and I drive fifteen minutes to work every day. Do I need the extended range? It'd be nice, but how often am You're I going to use lightning, it? Right? Yeah, for the lightning. Yeah, so that was the number one is yeah. buying too much range. Right. Because, you know, there is usually a big difference if you get a long range or extended yeah, it range. Was, it was a $15,000 or $20,000 difference yeah. in the in the lightning. And then, you know, the second part of it was buying too little range. Yeah, so it's range and range, right? Yeah. <laughs> Either too much or too little. Um I mean, because what the yeah, if you know you're gonna the Teslas are if you do longer trips, then yeah, it makes sense to buy the longer yeah, range or, so you're not or you're driving driving an hour to work every day or right. forty five minutes to work every day. You don't want to get to work, have to charge a little bit so you can drive home. I mean, I mean Teslas yeah. are to the point to where you can drive back and forth probably three days without having to charge. Yeah, it depends how much you're <laughs> it driving. It depends on the weather, or or yeah. or it <laughs> depends if if you forget and you're like, oh, I only have like. 20, 20 miles of range left, and I don't know if I'm going to get home. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I mean, it does to the best of me, at least. But you know, yeah, like, but I, I feel like this is a little deceiving as a Tesla owner myself. Yeah, buying too much range. But when you go and you dig into the range offerings of at least a Model Y, mm-hmm. you don't really have an option of. Too much range or yeah. too little range? Yeah, I would. Because you I have like, until very recently, <laughs> you had long range, dual motor, 
or you had performance model Y. Two very different vehicles. And now you have, supposedly, coming out of Texas, since this article, you have a rear-wheel drive... Standard range? I don't even know they're going to call it standard range, but it's just rear-wheel drive 4680 Model Y that I think gets 278... Have they published that 278 miles of range is what they talked about on the... Tesla Rodeo Day or okay. whatever. So 278 miles of range. Mm-hmm. Or my car with the 20-inch inductions is rated at like 313 miles of range. Yeah. It's not a huge difference. It's not a huge difference. Right. But but if you're talking about like a Rivian, like the Rivian, I think the most expensive one, and it's like 15 or 20 grand for that extended battery pack, but you get like another 100 miles or something. Yeah. Or the Lightning, you the know, Lightning, you actually... Yeah kind of get something for right. that increased cost. Yeah. The standard range will rear wheel drive from what the articles I've read is going to be 60,000, mm-hmm. which blows my mind. Yeah. The long range dual motor is 629. Yeah. yeah I just go ahead with the 629. <laughs> right. I'm going to go with the 629 because of dual motor, because yeah. of the all wheel drive. Yep. Yeah. But that's because I live in Ohio and I have to deal with snow and stuff and I like that just extra little bit of comfort knowing I have all-wheel drive yep. instead of just rear-wheel drive on and my if, very heavy And if one vehicle. of those motors were to really go out, you could still drive the car. To, well, maybe, depending on what the air is. Yeah, I, I don't know, though. Rear-wheel drive in the snow is a blast. So Joey's Model 3 is the standard range rear-wheel drive, which I don't even know if they, do they even sell that anymore. Uh, I don't even know if they sell that know. model anymore, but... And he's had no problems with it, but I think he gets full charge, like two sixty ish. Okay, at a hundred percent. But he, you know, I think on a ninety percent is like two thirty eight. But you know, he drives about thirty miles round trip to work, so he charges like once a week. So even when it was cold, he was still only charging like he once might a week? charge every three or four days when it was colder. But uh, I know, I know for me, for, but he's all, was, he was also preconditioning. And the morning before he would he would have it set to. A depart time, yeah. So it would precondition, so the batteries would be warmed up, which they would get a little bit better, yeah. That way, but uh, but yeah, his B- buying buying too much or buying too little, it depends on the brand too. Like, yeah, it, it's from Tesla, it's like uh, probably not as big of a yeah. deal, but I think I think it'll be a bigger deal as other manufacturers are offering these different battery tiers. Right. Yeah, hopefully we get like I think once we get like solid state batteries and. and like, because even Tesla's new batteries, they're not getting. You're not getting more range. They're just putting less batteries yeah. in the car well, to save money. But is the less batteries also? I wonder what the weight difference of a it's, yeah, fully loaded right. twenty six fifty. No, you're right. It's lighter car, less battery, so it's cheaper for them to make. But they are still able to offer the three hundred ish miles, right. two seventy or whatever. Now, when you're talking about like the semi and the roadster and maybe the performance models, once once everything starts getting the new batteries, then then we'll see like like I'm hoping like a performance or a long range with the new batteries will get closer to four. Hopefully, because they could put more of the cells in there. But yeah, maybe I don't know. It, it I don't it, we don't know how. Well, yeah. they did say that the standard range is going to be. 68 kilowatts, 67 kilowatts. I think it was 68. And 
I don't know that it's official official, but my unofficial battery pack size on my car is 82 kilowatts. So, but I don't know, like, is the rear-wheel drive Model Y, are those 4680s filling that whole structural pack? Yeah, I don't know. Or or are they leaving out some cells or um, bricks of batteries? No, because I thought the whole point of them going to that was to make that a structural component of the vehicle. So, yeah, I wonder how they're going to do different sizes to to accommodate that. That'll be interesting to see. We need Sandy Monroe to break that yes. down for us. I think, I, think I would. I think we need about. I think if we could get to a standard three fifty ish. I mean, yeah. Range, if, if you could, most people it. would be fine and not have any range anxiety, because, like you said, when you live in a super cold climate, even if you're saying you get three fifty in ideal conditions, now you're talking about two fifty. Oh yeah, cold climate. easily. When it's cold, you are not. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if that. you had two fifty. Now you're talking 150 in a super cold climate, which is that could make certain people anxious. Yeah. But, if you've but, got a 80, 60, 70, 80 mile commute daily. But, but what's going to happen quicker? Are we going to build out the infrastructure for charging faster? Yeah. Or true. are we going to progress the battery technology? I think we need both. To get to the 350 mark. I, I, I think, think we need both. I think it'll I, be I, an even. I think we are going to build out. The charging infrastructure before we ever see the batteries, the batteries catch up to giving us that efficiency. And then at that point, once we get the whole, you know, every hundred miles, hundred and twenty-five miles, we have some kind of charging station. Yeah, your you know range anxiety. It's when it when it becomes to where it's like like gas stations are. Then who cares? Now, granted, you don't want to be stopping every. Two hours to yeah. have to charge for 15 I mean, cause, minutes, but because even in my truck, I mean, my truck it has a huge gas tank. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth filled it from so quarter, you get what like four miles. Uh, I get four thirty, about four thirty eight from my tank. But good. Elizabeth filled it yesterday, or yes, yesterday because she went, she took it to the zoo, and she was like, "Guess how much it was to fill your truck?" I was like. Seventy-two. She was like eighty-four. I was like, oh. "Why is she taking your truck?" Uh, because it's easier. Uh, because you know the Mercedes isn't big enough to put in the big stroller that she carries. I won't fit in the back. It fits, but I hope you got a big trunk. Yeah, it's I'm just easier. It's easier in. in a truck, and the and honestly, the truck rides better than the Mercedes, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Get her, tell her to trade that in and get them on a Y. Yeah. Be set. I mean, it'd probably be the same price. Yeah. I don't know. My uh, manager got uh, his Y. So I guess he, Why? when he ordered it, it said December. And I guess it it only took like two and a half months, even though it said December. Huh. And I was like, well, that's weird. Long range or performance? I didn't, I don't know. I think it was just a long range. I don't think to ask these questions. We, it was like a, we, we, we were in a rush. I get oh, really, I need, gotcha. so he just got it last Sunday. So Guess next time race. I talk. Next time I talk to him, he lives up in he lives up in, in north north uh, like Toledo area. So Dang. We don't, I don't see him often, but um, yeah, I'm gonna. He's he just got it last Sunday, so when I talk to him next, I'm gonna ask him what he thinks of it so far. So he's had some time to to to. I don't know if he got. I'm assuming he didn't get one from Texas because he got it two weeks ago. Yeah, probably not. So yeah, yeah. 
I think one and two, those are definitely like the two biggest ones out of right. these 11. The, like the, the, the range thing, you, we could talk forever on that. Right. right. So, so number three. So number three is buying the wrong wheels. You got to have those rims, man. Gotta but have that's that's I mean, and then you got to curb those rims, <laughs> or or you uh, <laughs> or you have somebody fix them and then have the wrong uh, tire servicing. That's I mean, what what? About. <laughs> wait, what did I miss? What? What? Talking about yours. You said you're gonna have somebody fix your wheels or tires and screw yeah. up your rims. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh yeah uh, so you know when i added this article i didn't really think i mean it, i thought it was going to be a quick article just kind of getting stuff out there but there are some good points in this yeah. um you know with entry level wheels smaller wheels smaller better wheels, range better range bigger wheels more drag Harder ride Har- quality. Harder ride quality. Hand- handling might be a little bit better. Aesthetics you, definitely What's more better. important to you? Looks? Looks. Yes. Or ride? Looks. looks. Because for me, it was looks. Yes. The, do, I, do I wish I had the 19s? Yes. If the standard, <laughs> if the 19s looked better, then I, you know, that would be, they make them look so did ugly. You, like, did you ride in my golf cart before I modified it? No. Okay. It rode like Cadillac. Now it rides like a you brick. Got those big wheels on there. Because it has a six-inch lift yeah, and, say it's and got a huge and, lift on it and twenty-inch wheels and yeah, the performance <laughs> rims and tire even and in the not just the rims, so, but the tires too. Being so, so did you small. notice? Did you notice on your performance when you went from the performance tires that were sticky and made for that, and going to did did you, is your sidewall taller? On your new tires, yeah. is same same it's size. About the same. Yeah. Okay, so you probably it, it's didn't not notice, much different. No, same difference. The only thing I noticed was their no, the new all train all seasons. They're noisier because yeah. they don't have the foam in them like the uh, summer tires do. The tread um, pattern's way different too. It is. You have a lot more siping, which is going to cause the abrasion against the concrete. <laughs> you got more siping because so si- so, I worked so at a tire between, discounters for one. So season. about sixty-five miles an hour to about <laughs> seventy-two miles an hour. You can hear this. You'll hear it tomorrow. I, I drive you, you a hear. truck. I don't. But if you have the radio or something to, on, you don't notice it. You like know, you have to have look, nothing on to even hear it. Look, Joe. Joe said I need to borrow your truck because I gotta get some wood. I said okay. He gives it back. He's like, man, that thing's noisy. You got something going on with the front end. I'm like, no, it's just the tires. Once they get, I think more, I don't think it's the tires. It's man. the tires, man. I'm you, telling you, I, Matt needs to drive it okay. right in because I don't think it's the tires. It's the I tires. think there's something wrong. If there I is, think you, you know what? It's under warranty. It's under warranty. Right? I know, I I'm, I'm just I saying, that's why I'm saying you should get it checked because I think it it pulls super hard to the left. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I think he's just used to it because he hasn't, like, I noticed it immediately. It pulls, and that noise is not the tires. Dude, I've you, jacked dude. it up. I'll bet there, you 100 bucks. There's, there's oh, no if, wheel bearing. I bet you 100 bucks if you take it to Ford. I don't have 100 bucks. <laughs> If you take it to Ford, I bet you a six pack of beer. If, if I take it, if <laughs> I take pack it, of PBR. if I take it to Ford, it'll be six months before I can even get the damn thing in. I wonder if you could take it like tire discounters or something. Say, hey, I wouldn't my trust tire discounters with anything. <sighs> I'm telling you, something's. It's not the tires. Okay. I don't think it is. I, I if it is, I like I will, I will <laughs> fully concede. But I think there's something else going on. 
Anyway, it just sounds like a it sounds like some kind of inner bearing or transfer case it, or it, something like that's out of it's not like that's that's uh worn out or not in alignment is what it sounds like to me. Like what have you been running over? I ducks. You know what I do geese. with that thing? I don't care. <laughs> I know. Ducks and geese. I'm just saying I don't it's think a, I, don't, a, I think a, you should need, I think I think something else is going on. Well, but Number four. I don't drive every day. Anyway. Buying FSD. Yes. I did not buy FSD. Total, I, it's got to be a total waste of money. And even when we bought ours, it was 10. Was yours Was yours 10? Yeah, it would have been 10. Yep. Is it 12 Mine's almost now, a year is ago. It even, is it 15 now? Is it tw- it's still, still 12? It's just 12. It's been 12 for about six months now. I mean, it's... I look... It's, we don't even have it yet, for one. Right. You can get in the beta. If but, you have a good driving record. Well, yeah, that's true. But if it were widely available and you are actually allowed to use it in the state that you live in. Um, it might've been worth it, but we have no idea when we're going to actually get it. And now we have a monthly option. If you want to use it and pay monthly mm-hmm. for it, was it $99? Yep. Like I don't, I would, I would not use it every day, even if I had it for free. If no, it's $200 actually. It's $200. Oh, it's if if yeah. I, that's too much. If I had <laughs> a Tesla for a work vehicle and I traveled a lot. I'm I telling could, you, autopilot could, is pretty good, dude. Like, if you want – if you, it, the only thing you don't get with autopilot as far as highway travel is auto lane change, which, yeah, is that, that's not worth 12 grand to me. No, no definitely not worth Or even $200 grand. a month. It's just not. Like, I don't know. But in the future – I see FSD as a standard. Mm-hmm. I agree, especially when like the robo taxis and stuff like that for people who want to do that. Like I'm never going to do that. I'm I'm never going to let people use my car. Like I wouldn't rent my car out on Turo or let it do the robo taxiing if it was available. Because you're going to have to pay more for insurance to do that. Um yeah, I just I think it may it will get to a point eventually, but maybe by the time I buy my next Tesla, it will be worth it, but that's going to be years. You know, I mean, I bought, I, I didn't lease this thing because I planned on keeping it for right. a long time. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. Putting off, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say that's a big, big, big note. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, if it were fully approved and out of beta, and like you said, you, you, it's something that you, I just don't trust other people. Like I trust FSD if it, once it is actually, released uh, for general availability and not in beta. Like I trust that it works and it'll work well. I don't trust other people when I'm not paying attention yeah. to what's going on. Until I can leave here and uh, just annihilated from an awesome night of drinking <laughs> and just say, right, me home. right button, navigate home. And it goes, <laughs> whatever, you know, and shows you on the map. And then it yeah. just puts itself in drive and starts taking me home. Nope. Not worth it. I think we'll get there, but it's like Man, it probably won't. Way. It'll probably be the next car, the next version, like six, seven, eight years from now. Oh yeah, uh, I'd say ten. Ten years. I mean, I don't plan on buying another Tesla for myself, at least for six, seven, eight years. I mean, they would have to come out with something crazily more. It's three for me. Yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. Is yours leased? No. 
But that's when I hope I hope to have mine paid off in four years. So and then you're gonna get another one. Then Megan will get mine. Oh, okay, okay. And then I'll just get that, a new well, one. Well, that makes sense. Like, why I, not? I want exactly. I want to get a Y for April, but eventually. But I want to. I want. I want the long range, four hundred miles version. That's what I want. Because our our Prius, we can get four to four about four hundred fifty miles on a tank on an eleven gallon tank of gas. Yeah. So if we needed a long road trip car, that's what we use. Plus, I just put brand new tires on it, um, and it's only got seventy thousand miles. So, it, you know, it's a it's a Toyota. It's got another at least seventy in it before I have to worry about anything. Oh yeah, easily. So I don't know. I'm, hopefully, by the time we actually look for something else for her, it may not be a Tesla. It may be something else. Maybe it's an R one T. Ooh, Ooh. no. R1S or R1S. I'm sorry. That's the yeah. uh, that's the SUV, right? Uh huh. I don't know, but Tesla may have something else. Like maybe the the be, twenty five thousand dollar, whatever the know. new one they're talking about building mm-hmm. is going to be. I mean, we'll see. I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon, since they still haven't. They keep delaying the Cybertruck and the that and the twenty twenty three now. Else. They'll yeah. they'll deliver in twenty twenty three. We'll see. <laughs> Number six, <laughs> uh, not planning ahead. We, we, nope. we didn't talk nope. about five. five. Putting five. off order. Oh, putting off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm scared. Yeah, like if you order. want, like these aren't ever going to get cheaper. No. Like not, not significantly anyway. Like they're getting, the prices are going to keep going up. I hope not. Delivery, like I think deliveries will get better because they're now that they're oh, man, getting yeah. the. With the, Austin the, online? With Austin for online. For sure. But I don't think you're going to, like you're not going to. Get a sign like it's not going to significantly decrease in price in the next couple of years. I don't yeah. think. So and to put that in perspective, the price, I ordered my car end of April, uh, twenty one. Yep. Picked it up end of May twenty one. The last time I looked to build my exact spec model Y long range, uh, deep metallic blue induction I'm wheels right now. is almost ten thousand dollars more than what i paid in serious? less than a year yep so what did you pay uh 51 or 59.9 so you well, base price tw- but then you induction. add that stuff you didn't have a tow hitch right nope black interior five seat layout so what'd you pay 52 oh, i need to turn off uh, you need to do like the purchase price just above yeah because you need they 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 factor, yeah, they in, factor in yeah i paid like 52 something so, so it's 62 so it's 63000 dollars over take over 10 grand difference that's crazy and then mine in less than a year supply and demand so yeah. i got mine in june so but 10 months ago it, it, the technology that is in these cars is outstanding. The safety rating on these cars oh, is yeah. outstanding. The fit and finish, eh. But to me, the resale value, even though there's these fit and finish problems and these little problems that they have, people will still pay the money for these cars. Mm-hmm. The resale value is there. So it's not... Oh, I'm buying a car, driving off lot. Boom, there goes twenty grand. Yeah, it. Yeah. You're you're holding your resale value better for EVs because even with the old battery technology, you're talking five hundred thousand miles or yeah. more. Yeah. The alert three. The, the, the. So yeah. I, I yep, paid. That word. I yep, paid about fifty eight thousand for mine, and now it's sixty four. 
So eight thousand dollars more. Six thousand dollars more. And when did you buy it? What June? June. You paid fifty eight for your car. I believe it was like fifty eight. Yeah. Or four, wow. it's the, the, oh yeah, you do have a. Never mind. You have a three, so the three is a little bit cheaper than yeah. the the Y. Yeah, so it was like fifty. So you're how much more? Seven grand more. So it's sixty four now. So about six thousand dollars more. And since in ten months, that's nuts. But I mean, that's crazy. But but, you know, supply everything is more expensive, right? And batteries are more expensive. You know, everything's more expensive. Yeah. So don't wait. Just do it. If you want one, it isn't going to get cheaper anytime soon. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, Six, not planning ahead for charging, which you know that's. I mean, charging charging is going to get better. Yeah, but we've all forgot to charge our phone or thought you plugged it in. Yeah, you know it, and you know. But I mean, it's a habit. Like you get in the habit of you probably plug in every time you get home, right? Or no, you charge. You don't charge every day. Thought it was always be charging. Isn't that the motto? That's the motto, like, but that's not how I. I don't. Roll. I don't drive mine enough to charge every day. But uh, like it, you to, get you get you get used to that, right? Yeah, I to, mean, to me, my factors are weather and am I on call? Because if I'm on call, I want to. Ch- I don't want to go below like thirty percent charge. Yeah, because I might get called in that night and you know have my trip there and oh, back. Okay, yeah, yeah. so and that's about twenty so percent when on. it's cold outside. Hold yeah. on, let let me let me let me ask you this. Oh god, here we go. When you were driving a gasser, 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 was you empty at half a tank? No, I was empty at empty. Okay, you're in. God, it it, it, it it takes a mindset change. <laughs> I think. Half a tank is 50, empty. Fifty percent. You Joe, know why? Because Joe, are you, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Why is he because Joe, it, but a half Joe, a tank why do you wait? A half oh. a tank on a gasser is still like 200 miles. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter though. A half a tank on a Tesla is like. Do you know what's going to happen? Do you know, do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? No. No, you don't. We could have a power but, outage. But if I'm going to no, die, why do I want to waste it. money on gas? Stop, stop it. The, the BP. <laughs> stop it. Because. Oh, my fuel light's on. Oh, I know I got 50 miles left. Oh, yeah. Those 57 people. in the edge, actually. <laughs> yeah, but you know you can stop at any corner and get gas. I, there too. I understand that. But still, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe all the power's out of everywhere. True. And you don't have a full tank. Then you just work from home. Um, <laughs> You're not going to be working think, if all the power's... I think, uh, I think the more important part of the charging is... Like the infrastructure or, or home charging. Like, yeah. Like the infrastructure like at home. 95% of my charging, or I'd say 99% of my charging has been at home, probably 95 ish for you. So yeah. I think you need to like, you one ten's not going to cut it for most people. No. You need at least a, a 220. Yep. The NEMA 1450. The NEMA 1450. Yep. Or, you know, you can get the Tesla charger or some other third party charger that will do Teslas and other vehicles. Like yeah. you need charging infrastructure Adequate charging infrastructure at home. One ten is not going to cut. Yeah, you need at least unless eight you drive unless you drive like once a week. Then okay. So, but like if you live in an apartment or a condo, like those are some things you need to think about. Like how are you going to charge? Mm-hmm. Because driving to a supercharger, depending on where you live, isn't yeah, going to not around isn't going to be. Uh, so so right you're char- telling right, me you'll, you'll right get you'll get into your car at thirty percent and go to work without charging. In the summertime. 
in the winter time, no, I don't want. I don't like to go below thirty in the winter time. Yeah, you, when I'm dude, on it call, sucks. the cold weather why, sucks. Why Especially once your car, because your car sits there all day, it gets super cold. Mm-hmm. Batteries get super cold. So why you don't you just charge really, it at work? No, why don't you just charge it overnight? Oh, I don't why know. don't you why just charge it every why day? Don't you just charge it every day. You drive every day. Why don't just you just keep it? it? You charge your cell phone every day. You charge your AirPods every day. Wow, he's triggered, huh? day, man. Okay, number seven. <laughs> So I feel this is targeted at me. Buying a performance model so you get the car delivered. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Joe. I did not, Joe, do, that. I did not do that to get it sooner. I did it because that's the one I wanted. No, he did it because he was like, oh, I'm going to one-up Matt because that's what I like to no. do. Matt has a why. I don't even – if I would have got a performance why, then maybe. But I wanted – I've always wanted the performance. I know you have. I was just kidding. I actually, I really – I've always wanted the S, but I wasn't going to spend yeah. $125,000. Yeah, no, nobody wants to do that. On a car. Um, um, we want to do it. We just shouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. I really Some want, of us can I really, do it. Some of us can't I really want it. a plaid now, too, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon either. But Well, maybe if uh, – DWB show hits it big. That's right. We be like Marquise and be like subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah. So I, I can, but I mean, if you can afford it, then who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, yeah, should you buy the performance so you can get it sooner? I mean, right, if you can afford it. But you have to keep things in mind when yeah. buying the performance. Less range, harsher ride. Different tires. So if you live in a climate uh, that has especially, snow. Especially, yeah, you're going to get summer tires. So I did not think about that. So if you want to be able to drive in under 40, under 45 degrees Fahrenheit, you need an all-season tire because the summer yeah. tires are not made for that. Yeah. You're like you're so I had to driving spend, a death buggy. At I had point. to spend $1,200 to get all-season or you know tires. Um, are those tires actually on. Tesla rated? Yeah, they're actually made... The specific tire are rated for the weight yep, and, the and speed. made specifically for uh, Tesla. Yeah. Uh, avoiding white seats because you think they'll be hard to clean. I'd have heard that. Like everything, yeah. every every video and things and things that I've seen that people have had the white seats say they hold up great. Joey's got white seats. He's had his car for a year now. No issues. Yeah. Not I, checking I, for local incentives. Like, unfortunately, Ohio doesn't have any right now. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure California and some other places do. Hopefully, hopefully we get some incentives sooner the, or later. The incentives should be coming back because of the stuff the government's been doing. They never, they didn't pass that part of it. it oh, got they cut. didn't. Yeah, they didn't raise the limit. Uh, yeah, they got. They it's got, still at two hundred thousand, which that got cut, that got cut out of the yeah. bigger bill. The bigger I bill. And I think it. someone, I think someone else is getting close to hitting that, and you're not going to get a rebate. Oh, another oh, maybe Toyota or um, Chevy is. For electric vehicles? Yeah. Well, Toyota doesn't have electric-only vehicles. Or does it count for hybrid, too? Maybe the maybe, maybe Chevy because of the Bolt. It, it, yeah. And the Bolt. Yep. And the Hummer now. And the Hummer. And the, well, Ford. Yeah, Ford hasn't been there long enough. But uh, the, yeah. The, um, I think, yeah, I think there was someone else that's getting close, too. Huh. That's going to lose the rebate. Mm. Um, not inspecting the car and delivery, number 10. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely. Like, I don't know who would buy a new car and not, not check it out because... It's, and especially if you buy a Tesla, like the paint sucks, so you got to make sure because that that the paint is good, fit and finish. Like I think it's it's constantly getting better. I think the stuff that we're seeing coming out of Austin, Shanghai, Berlin is way better than the stuff coming out of Fremont because well, those are new plants. More, They've got them dialed in better. Right. And new it's, equipment, it's different uh, client um, 
employee base. Yeah. I wonder if the paint is different for the ones in the newer factories because California is only allowed to use water-based paint. I wonder if they're in, getting better paint. You got a point. In theory, it should be. Hopefully. I don't think they're limited to. I don't know. Ford's paint sucks. But they're made in, they're sprayed in Mexico, aren't they? Yeah, but the black, my black truck, if you look at it, the the primer is white under black. So, well, my primer is white as well. And, and, and if, if you, you look at certain, like under under certain panels and under like, un, if you're getting into my driver's side, like as you're stepping in and you look under the hood just right, you can still see the white, you see the white primer where they didn't spray it enough to cover it with the real color, which, come on, 60 grand for a card, you can't paint the whole thing. At least the parts I'm going to see anyway. Under the hood, when you're getting in at this 13.7 degree angle. <laughs> Number 11. Matt, hold, hold on. No. Wait, wait a second. Dude, we are 32 minutes into this freaking thing that should have taken That should take. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, need, need a beer. I knew it was going to happen this way, but. Yeah, when you have two you, EV owners in the. Yeah, but you know, you know how we, we are about stuff we notice the minuscule little stupid stuff that mm-hmm. nobody else gives a crap yep. about what but we're what are like, you talking about that there's something wrong with you, <laughs> you know, that's just how we roll april's april's doing all the time. i'm like did you see that she's like what i'm like did, she's like why are you even looking at that i'm like i can't help not number number 11 not having the right cover and accessories. I should have not having the right coverage. Coverage. They're talking about yes, insurance, right? Right. Um, that's a good one because who do you have, Matt? Your insurance? You got the guy, Co Gecko. Safeco? Safeco. Safeco. That's who you have insurance through? Yeah. Who the, the hell, hell is Safeco? We've never heard of Safeco? No. I've heard of Safe, Safe Auto. That's who my independent, independent agent shopped for me. So... I had sir, excuse me. I had Geico forever, like ten years. It was almost going to be double to add my Tesla, and they kept raising our rates anyway. So Progressive was a third for what we were paying on Geico with with, with, with if I would have added the Tesla. I'm and glad it, you shopped around. You don't want any of that? No, I don't want as much. Um, so Joey Progressive, as I've heard. I don't know for a fact, they are one of the best rates for Tesla outside of Tesla itself. And you couldn't get Tesla insurance outside of California until recently, so more states. So Joey got progressive when he got his car, and I think he was paying like $90 a month. I mean, he's 23. It's a pretty good rate for a 23-year-old. I think I'm paying – I was paying about $38 or $40 for my Tesla. but And then the rest of it – well, there was two vehicles, so it it was like – one oh one oh five a month for both of our vehicles, full mm-hmm. cover, you know, but rental insurance, all that crap, right? But I think when I added it to the plan, it, my Tesla was cheaper than the Prius for oh, whatever wow. reason. I think it was just because all the extra safety features. I mean, it is the one of the safest cars, the Model Three is anyway, and the, I think the Y is in the top five. Uh, it might even be number three. I think the number the number two was I forget what it was, but it was some. I think it was a Ford or something. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Joey had progressive, like nine dollars a month. He just got his he his next six month renewal, so he's had it for a year. So this would have been his like third renewal. Uh huh. They jacked it up to two hundred and thirty five dollars a month. Holy smokes! No tickets, no accidents, no nothing. And I'm like, 
Whoa. What? So he, I think he was shopping around and I think he went to, he went, I forget which one he went to, but he, he found another, another place that was like uh, 140. So he went ahead and signed up and paid the premium. And I said, why didn't you te- check Tesla? He's like, we can't get Tesla. I'm like, we can. I think, I think December or something yeah. is when they opened up. He's like, well, I didn't know. I was like, well, go check it. You could cancel the other place. So the, they give you the safety score. So as soon as he went to apply for it, he now has a safety score in his app because he has Tesla insurance. And your insurance is based off of your safety score. Uh-huh. So they gave him, uh, because they don't know what a safety score is yet, they just rated it on a 90. And guess how much his insurance is a month? $12. 77. $38 a month. Jesus. What? At a 90 safety score. Or no, no, what was it? No, I'm sorry. It was 58. If he gets a 98, it's 38. Oh, wow. So if he, the safer he drives, the lower it is for that month. See, I can't do that. And that's with, no, lower deductible. I, so he cut his deductible in half. He went from a thousand to a five hundred dollar deductible from the what? other one. He added uh rental car reimbursement. He added medical. He added uninsured motorist. He added everything that he didn't he didn't even have all this. He added all the extra stuff and it was still half. That's awesome. So holy cow. Like didn't did you say you checked yours and it wasn't cheaper? It was a about the same price as what okay. I'm paying now. Yeah, and I think mine will probably would have been too, but it's cool because, and and we all have known this. If you've had insurance in your life, especially car insurance, you've known this. Like they charge younger drivers more because they say they're more susceptible. Well, with Tesla, because they know what you're doing, they can track it. You're opting in for them to monitor your how fast you're going, <laughs> how how if are, are you braking too soon? Are you are you tailgating? Like they know. So if your safety score is good, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're I, still going to get a good rate. I'm yeah. sorry, or but, but there's times, there's times that you just got to hit that skinny pedal so on the right and just that's what just I told. Get it, get, get he's it. Got, he's got the standard range, so because he complained to me the other night, he's like, "I'm coming." He's like, "This stupid guy stands on his brakes," and I had to slam on mine, and my safety score went down. <laughs> but he's like, three days later, it went back up because it's an average. Right. So one little thing isn't going to screw it up. I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting that because yeah. I like to hit that pedal too much, especially I, I, having the performance. You know, I have a V8, and I, I drive pretty much like a grandma most of the time. But, you know, leaving leaving work the other day, I was just like, you know what? I just, Did you drink any of that? Yeah. No. It's good. You just need to – you just need to – Blow that thing yeah. out every now and then. I don't then. want my safety. Like, yeah. you know how, like, progressive and all that, like, well, oh, yeah, no. You can do the mountain. I'm like, nope. No, 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 no. Let's go that? off the. So it's good, good what in some ways, that? bad in others. <laughs> what was that app probably like five or six years ago that would track, like, your driving or. For the insurance company? Yeah. Well, they all have them now. Yeah, but. This was like well, the some of first... them had the, the little plug-in modules, but most of them are just an app. No, this was like the the the. It was like a, a cell phone app. I remember. And it would, yeah, and it would it would. It was for an like G- an it was a, for a specific insurance yeah. company, wasn't it? I don't remember, but I know. And about. I downloaded it just to just to just see. Just to see. And it was like, nah, bah, nah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you were like, yep, yeah, I'm not going to be using that. Okay, sorry for the uh, <laughs> 38 and a half minute rant for that article. For that tidy article. From Car and Driver, the next gen Subaru WRX STI could be an EV. 
So this was like a little bit of a clickbait article at the beginning because it was like the STI WRX is dead. But if you go through the article, I mean, this was written back in March of 11, March 11th of 2022. And it was just stating that, you know, WRX, they're not going to be making any more uh, gassers. But it goes on down an article to say that, you know, pretty much the next generation is going to be an EV, but it might be an EV. So this article is pretty much speculation, but we're hoping. I I don't I don't with the way everything is that going. Makes sense. It just makes sense for the WRX. I mean, I remember when WRX came out. Has Subaru said like what their electrification plans are? I I don't know. I didn't really really even look into it, but you know. I had a Subaru. Elizabeth had a Subaru. Subarus were awesome, especially living where we live. But Subarus are no fun in the snow. Oh, they're not? No. Their traction control is too good. Their traction control oh, is... they're no fun because they're, they're no too good. They're no fun because they're you. too good. Okay, you okay. can't... I mean, with my Outback and even her... Uh, crap, what was the name of that? Crosstrack. Mm. Like... Six inches of snow, you slam the gas, and it might spin a second, and it's like, oh, we're going. It's no it's no fun in the snow. But I think if they take that technology and put it into the gearbox of an EV, it might be the next generation of, holy crap, check this out. I mean, I feel like at times my car is holy crap, and I know Joe's is definitely holy crap, so... It's it's still like I still am like it doesn't get old. Oh, there's no way. It doesn't get old. Yeah, there's no way. It says that they hinted at expanding its performance oriented STI brand to future models other than the WRX. But as far as the twenty twenty one goes, it could be go down to history as the last STI model that was powered by an internal combustion engine. What's f- funny is since this article Toyota's released oh, did you GR see that? hatch. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, oh. So it's like it's it's not the same category. You know, the WRX is not the STI is not the hot hatch, but right. now that you have Toyota investing all this yeah, into well, the they, GR, and well, they're like, and then they well, fi- the twenty one's the last gas, yeah. or it's like, did we do this too soon? <laughs> I don't think so, because honestly, in my opinion. And we've discussed this many times on the show. You just look at all these companies are piggybacking, piggybacking, piggybacking on EV because they see finally it's the light that EV is the next gen of the high performance models. I mean, the the what you can get out of a torque, the torque and horsepower you can get out of an EV model you'd have to put way much more R&D into a four-cylinder or or mm. hop it up to a six-cylinder yeah. or even a V8 to and get still the— Still may not get that. And still may not get that performance that you get because, I mean, that's what's nice about electric. It's there, period. It's yeah. there, period. <laughs> the I mean, and, and just look at it in the construction aspect. You don't have gas-powered drills, you have electric power drills. You have electric powered saws. Do you even have anything corded that you still use regularly? 
I have a corded jigsaw and miter saw and table saw. I mean, and I, that's I just use because my, my I miter saw is about the only thing I still use. It's not battery. Powered. And and if if those saws were not still in good shape, right, It'd I would battery, have right? a battery powered <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. So you know the progression of. It's I just, mean, it's inevitable. No, it's inevitable. Don't get me wrong, though. There is it's, nothing. It's inevitable. <laughs> As we're drinking our Infinity Hops from Taft's Brewing with the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity Hops on it. There is so there cool. is nothing like hearing that V8 kicking yeah. down on a on a carbureted four barrel carbureted. I mean, it's just dude, just gas. You know, some of our listeners probably don't even know what in the world you just said. Probably not. <laughs> did you watch Peter? Do you did you subscribe to Peter's new channel, yes. The Power Life? Did right. you check out? Did you see that quad? Yeah. Did you hear that yes. quad? That thing just make it just gives you that feeling where it need you know that feeling that you get deep down in. Okay, the so when you're watching the Fast and the Furious <laughs> and you hear them go wop wop, that's not the same. It's not the same. But we're talking now. When he's in the uh, Camaro, was it a Camaro? No. What a Charger. 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 That's what we're talking about. Yes. And and you know, I my whole family, my whole family, we grew up racing. Yeah. You know, they my my uncle still race. I mean, we've racing is rubbing. Well, not this is quarter mile at a time because I live my life quarter mile <laughs> at a time. What is that? Uh. Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Racing's rubbing. Rubbing is racing. Rubbing's racing. But I don't think. I mean, well, hold on. With the technology that we have, and and all, some of these EVs that are coming out, that you can add whatever sound you want. So you know, oh, like that, what Porsche yeah. doesn't Porsche have that that sound that you can just turn yeah. on on their and EVs. then you can get aftermarket mods that like the one guy with the Tesla over in the UK. Yeah, that that, that did, did the, uh, you can make it sound like whatever you want. And I, I mean, I guess technically we could load a sound onto our our. Yeah. Uh, the driving sound, but it's not the same. No, it it is not the same. I mean, my 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 first car was a well, actually, I had a '66 Chevelle that I bought first, but I had a '78 Z28 that I mm. I drove in high school. That'll put, I mean, rum, that'll put a rumble on your. Shorts. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and it was it was not a stock whatever. It was yeah. it was pretty built, but but I think I mean, don't you don't you think that as EVs continue? to become more mainstream, we're going to see more of those gearheads doing stuff to them yes. that we just don't see yet. And, and it's going to be amazing. And there, there well, is just like that one guy on TikTok that has, right. That, what was that, it? The, that uh, charger. Yeah. That he's got, that thing is, that, that thing is nasty. It's, but you know, you, you will get, you, you'll we'll always have the purest. We'll see more though. retrofits though. Yeah. But we'll see more retrofit electric stuff for older cars. But if you guys never experienced a nitro funny car in like in drip, real life, riding in one, no, just even just oh, like I've seen them, like as a seen them, seen them as nothing. If you're sitting at International IRP in Indianapolis, oh, I've never been there. Okay, and you're sitting there, and there's two nitro funny cars sitting there, and you're up in the stands. Yeah, and you, your heart it's in your you stops feel it in your. <laughs> when they go down the track. Yeah. There is nothing 
that you can I don't feel the pressure I don't, change. I don't think an EV will ever no. give somebody that feeling. No, but well, not as no. a spectator, but in the seat. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. but in the seat, <laughs> and and that's and that's the nice thing about the EV. Yeah, you might have these cars that build like I got twelve hundred horsepower in this, but you know what? This EV, it's got twelve hundred horsepower, yeah. and they can wipe you out. Immediately because it yeah. has that instant torque, instant horsepower. Yeah. It don't have to build up RPMs. It doesn't have to build up boost, boost. like in the STI. Exactly. And, and all that but, stuff. You don't get the same experience. Right. You don't get that same experience. You don't feel that that rumble, that 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 sound change, that once you let off, you hear that that wastegate open. You don't yeah. you don't but but with as as technology goes. You might have all that. You might, it have might a just have that simulated, simulated there. Yeah. So I, I think you know the race cars of the past are going to be the race cars of the future once they start going into EV. Yeah, yeah. and that's one of the reasons I wanted to put this because the WRX has been an awesome. Oh yeah. Car. Oh, yeah. It's been an awesome tuner. It car. was a dream car of mine for a while. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I mean, I tested the Evo. I went up and drove an Evo when they first came out up at Kings. Uh, King's um, so, uh, Nissan. Yeah, King. Well, the King's Auto Mall is yeah. whatever one of the ones up there, and they have this little roundabout at the end of their test lane, and he was like, "Just get in it," and we just went around that roundabout at seventy miles an hour, just <laughs> because it just drove that well. And this yeah. is back in back in the the late nineties. Yeah. So Subaru released a statement and said, uh. They plan to focus on electric electric versions of its performance models, and it was influenced by the auto industry's move to electrification, which we're seeing that across the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, also mentioned uh, were the goals of reducing emissions and complying with government fuel economy regulations. Currently, the only electrified Subaru model on the market is the plug-in hybrid Crosstrek. The company will add its first all-electric model this year. Oh. With the 2023 Solterra, a subcompact SUV was that was developed in partnership with Toyota's BZ4X. So it must be using that, that same platform. Dude, that is that it? Because mm. that looks pretty cool. I'm pretty sure I just saw a TikTok about that. Is that, that the Solterra? Like, I like the uh, how they did the skirt and the different color. Yeah. Like, that That looks pretty cool. The, the fender flares, the, fin- yeah. the fenders itself is kind of weird because it's such a large black. Yeah, but if you take just the – stop your hand at the windshield and look forward – that's a Mach-E. About to say, yeah, it looks like a Mustang Mach-E. It does look yeah. like a Mach-E. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we're they're all going to, it's all coming. Right. It's all a matter of time. Yeah. Up next, we have the world's first Pi-powered satellite, as in Raspberry Pi. From Review Geek. I, 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 I've never seen anything from Review Geek, but this popped up because, you know, I I use Raspberry Pis for a lot of things, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got and, one for my OctoPi for yeah, my 3D. I got two yeah. for my OctoPi, and then I run one for a Pi yeah, Hole, and then yeah, a Pi Hole. hole. Yeah. It's a what it's is a, that? It's an ad. It's an ad, like ad blocker block. oh, for my like a, for my network. For oh, yeah, not that. Kind I thought of she was getting <laughs> <laughs> my I mean, Pi Hole, and then and then I I, I think mean, I'm going to get another one whenever I can find one because they're hard to find right now. Thank you, supply chain shortage. <laughs> but I want to build another retro pie system, which I can play all the old arcade games on. Hmm. But uh, this caught my eye. It was really, really cool because uh, 
basically Utah State made this satellite that's powered by a pie. And it's a four-inch cube. Yeah. Well, until they expanded out the solar right. and part of it. And it was just, it was like, there it is. you know, this is a $40 com- mini computer that they're, that they made into a satellite. They had a Pi Zero with a Pi camera. I mean, there it is right there. Right. Together. But it's cool because they launched it. Um, the, G, the GASPACS CubeSat. It was sponsored by NASA. It features a Raspberry Pi Zero computer, second-gen Pi camera module, and a DF Robot Beetle microcontroller to facilitate basic tasks at a low price. So that one of the things they said that the microcontroller was doing is, like, they could reboot it. Yeah. So if, if it gets so, if it gets hit with roll, with uh, radiation of any kind, there's no it's not protected in any way, so it could just burn up or be destroyed. But they said that they the microcontroller can in, in this initiate a reboot. So is it like going? Beep, I don't turn know. it on. I don't know. Beep, turn it off. <laughs> no, I mean the the it, it depends on how they set it up. I mean, I'm sure they they probably went way more deep in the code than I have ever went on a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. But, you know, like, well, I mean, do you guys remember when I built the the pie that that's the weather station and the time? And do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the stuff that you can do with these little mini computers, it, it just blows my mind. And then I saw this. Oh, crap. Yeah. They actually built a true satellite that is running off for Pi Zero, which I think a Pi Zero is like 18 bucks. Yeah, it says the tiny satellite has uh, several secondary missions. One is, which is quite interesting, to test the resiliency of relatively cheap hardware like the Raspberry Pi Zero. Um, it, it has no radiation shielding, so it is vulnerable if it gets anything that that's, that doesn't you know isn't shielded by Earth's magnetic field. the uh, The computer hasn't died yet, and in case some solar wind manages to knock the Pi Zero unconscious. The DFR robot beetle microcontroller will try to revive the computer by turning it off and on again. So I wonder if that <laughs> I, well, I wonder if that microcontroller has a subscript that basically can can wipe the pie and then reinstall the know. software into the pie. Um, wow. And it also has a pie camera module to take photos in space. You can see a few of these on their Twitter feed. The USU GASPACS teams. I, I have yeah, some I of have them were kind of blurry. I have two of the Pi camera modules. I have the <clears> the the really cheap one, and it's it's a tiny little. I mean, I think it might be an eighth inch lens. I mean, it's it's yeah. super tiny. And then my other one is the IR camera that I both of them I have on my three D printers, but the one is like a seven twenty, and the other one's like a ten eighty. And I mean they're cheap. I mean the the one camera module was like fifteen bucks. Yeah. And my other one was like thirty because it had the IR built into it. Yeah. Here's like a pic. So this it does have a section that expands out for it's like a solar sail, I think. Hmm. Um. So that's that what that pic. So like the satellite is in the far part, and then the solar sail is coming back towards us, and then you can see the Earth. Yeah. From, and oh, I cool. just I just thought this was a really cool article because. So did it say who launched it for them or how it, it was? A, it was a NASA. It uh, was a Na- they 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 threw it out of the space station. Oh, yeah. Threw it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but 
speaking of got chucked out. Speaking of throwing things out, have you guys seen the centrifugal launcher that NASA's backing right now? Oh, is it so where they can launch satellites, launch satellites. by basically chucking? Yeah, them? The, it's it's a you did post a, something about that. Yeah, I it's think. a it's a centrifuge. Yeah, and it rotates. It and keeps rotating them, until it throw throws it out. out. They've already successfully passed the atmosphere in test. That's crazy. With just a centrifuge, it said it'll call, cut cut launching satellites by a quarter, so a quarter of the price of, of what to, it. Yeah, which even with SpaceX is right. Even as cheap as SpaceX is, that's crazy. Yeah. So and they could do it twice. All, it said it, twice daily. It doesn't. They, yeah, it doesn't really. The weather doesn't really matter. As right. Much. So basically, it's just like, I'm going to spin around a bunch and then throw you out in space. Yeah. Here's a picture wow. of them. So that's that's them chucking it chucking out of the space out. station. Yeah. Huh. And then here's a picture of it, the actual. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's, it's, pretty it's cool. awesome. It's it's pretty cool. So it's been out there for a while because this says today marks one month. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. on February 27th. Yeah, it's been a few months. Wow. But I mean, how cool! How cool of a science experiment yeah. for these for these college people. I mean, yeah, we got a satellite out in space. That's what we did for our <laughs> thesis. You know? I mean, I just thought it was really a really cool article just to just to see the ingenuity of people. Yeah, hmm. pretty cool. Next, we have from hopculture.com. I think this is the first article we've had from them. I've never I don't seen remember. Uh, any, this was hey, in the past. I read and read and read and read. <laughs> it, this was a surprise. Like, I can, like, kudos to whoever wrote this. Um, I, I think, doesn't, is it the end that it says who it is? Um, Maybe. But anyway, from hopculture.com, Phantasm, an unreal new ingredient making hazy beers more. Juicy. This was published on April 2nd of 2022. And it says, why do we love hazy beer? Answers will vary, answers will vary of course, but it's undeniably that we in, that we enjoy New England-style IPAs because they are uber juicy in both flavor and aroma. Not everybody likes uh, New England IPAs. I understand that. But for those of us who do, uh, big bursts of citrus, pineapple, grapefruit, mango, and more draws into a hazy's tr- uh, turbid depths. Turbid? Hmm. But if we were told, but if we told you that brewers could make their hazies even even juicier, uh, that beers using this cool new ingredient can make other hazy IPAs seem like pale ales in comparison, you'd probably want to try that beer, right? Uh, yep. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, well, thanks to Phantasm, a powder derived from Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc grapes in New Zealand, you can. It's the coolest new ingredient in beer. One that requires quite a bit of experimentation to truly work its magic. Consequently, Phantasm brings a whole new perspective to the adage, the juice is worth the squeeze. Oh, such a good movie. But trust us, it's worth it. So the story of Phantasm, it didn't just magically appear out of thin air. It came from the brain of Joss Raphael. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Sorry if it's not. Founder of Phantasm and owner of Garage Project, a brewery based in Aro Aro. Valley of Wellington, New Zealand. We got to go there for sure. It's an area near the Marlboro region famous for producing exceptionally high quality Sauvignon Blancs known for their intense tropical fruit aromas. Mm. Even as a brewer, Rafael 
started paying attention. He began researching what makes the wines in his neck of the woods so acclaimed for their bright passion fruit characteristics. He wondered, could he apply some of this same science to his beer? A um, wine with a passion fruit characteristic? Yeah. Mm. To understand Phantasm, we first need to answer this question. What makes the Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand so aromatic? It all boils down to a thing called Thoyles. I believe that's how. I, I looked. I, I swear I looked up the pronunciation. It's either so, Thiles or Thoyles. It's pronounced it, either way. Right. I think. And I and I said, "Hey, Elizabeth, come here." And, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh God, that takes me back to chemistry days." And she's, <laughs> it's Thiles. Thiles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it says WTF is a thiol. It's an organic compound high in aromatic molecules. Thiols occur naturally in a variety of things. For example, the skins of grapes, or even hops. Uh, unsurprisingly, in the Marlborough region of New Zealand, researchers have found that grapes with the, the grapes have a high level of thiols. Hmm. But being rich in this organic compound alone isn't enough. The truth trick is to unlock them. Uh, because if those organic modules remain unaltered, they won't give you the goodies inside. For instance, you just can't pluck the, the grape off the vine in New Zealand, put it in your nose, and expect a bouquet of aroma. Only when placed under the right conditions will thiols generate intense tropical scents. Um, so uh, for the wine, uh, they need to create certain circumstances. The way it's fermented, uh, and, and one example, to coax the heightened aromas and flavors out of the thiols. So what does it have to do with beer? Well, it turns out after winemakers use those thiolized grape skins, they throw them away. So what this gentleman did is he takes those after they've done, they're done with them from making the, uh, the, the wine, and he figured out if he dries them, dehydrates them out, and then grinds them to a powder, he can then use them in brewing. That's crazy. Uh, and through a lot of, so Rafael, you know, after he figured out, you know, he tried a bunch of different ways, figured out the, a way to dehydrate them and powderize it, um, but that still wasn't enough. So now he has this ingredient in a, in a form that's easy to use. So then they had to figure out how to get the most out of it as far as brewing. So what they, what they ended up finding out is depending on the stage in the brewing process that to use them matters. And it also matters what, uh, yeast. what yeast you're using. Some yeasts are better than others. So... Hmm. Um, so some of this, you, so some breweries or breweries have started using this already. Right. Uh, we, I don't think we've had anything yet. We haven't seen anything. So Weldworks, which is one of the beers that we get, um, through beer drop, through beer drop uh, has made a beer. Um, and they've been impressed with, uh, Fantasma <laughs> to date. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm allergic to that beer. <laughs> I, I really, I really like the comment that he made he said the that it actually likens phantasm to msg for beer so <laughs> yeah, it's he like did say that <laughs> it just adds that extra it just adds that extra yeah so it says uh weldworks head brewer skip shorts has been impressed with how uh, it completely changed the profile of a beer uh he's made five beers with phantasm and the newest one a hazy ipa called phantasm doors of reception the Phantasm created amazing notes of passion fruit and pineapple, which we expect from Phantasm, but also created this wild strawberry cotton candy nose. 
Uh, I couldn't get over it, and it was one of the coolest aromas I have ever smelt in an IPA. Phantasm is pushing the boundaries of, boundaries of beer, bringing the additional oomph that drinkers often crave. Rafael actually likens Phantasm to MSG of beer. It's this little spike you can throw in, and it makes everything pop quite nicely, he says. That's awesome. Um, it's important to understand that Phantasm is by no means a hop replacement. Rather, it's a product that can work alongside to enhance the fantastic flavors and aroma compounds already in hops. Uh, plus, when used in tandem with hops, it can actually increase the efficiency and cost of a recipe, they say. Um, so, like, we haven't seen anything locally that we know of that has had this. And the ones that are listed in this article, the ones that they, they show, like uh, the one from Weldworks, which is uh, this one. Um, I'm sorry, this is Two Tides. The well, here's the Weldworks. And they have two tides. I just looked up that Weld, Weldworks. Yeah. On Untapped, 150 unique check-ins. Yeah, so it's got to be something local. And yeah, uh, here's one from uh, Bellwoods Brewery. It's cool can art. Yeah. yeah. Almost looks like a Fanta or something. Is that what they're trying to see? Like a Fanta, like F-A-N-T-A, like yeah. the Fanta. Uh, it says, finding the right way to brew a Phantasm is crucial to freeing those concentrated thiels. You can't just throw it into any beer and expect great results. Uh, instead, they need to consider all the factors. Uh, where you add it, what malt you use, what hops you use, even what yeast you use during fermentation can maximize the potential. Um, it's yeah. just a, a giant science experiment. I mean, <laughs> Well, you said, like, uh, so at first we took a handful of basketballs and yeah. threw them at the hoop, hoping one might go in, says Caps. Now we've been practicing our free throws and have nailed yep. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest quote I That's read awesome. out of this whole article. But this article just Which is went, a very long article. It, it went on and on and on. Well, the I cool mean, thing is that they're talking to all these brewers right. and they're talking about how they've used them um, and and made them uh, unique to their beers. And it says, and while including Phantasm in the fermenter might not be the best way to go, finding the right yeast strain is... When brewing with Phantasm, it's important to use what's called a thiolized yeast strain or one that has been designed to coax the aroma molecules out of those magical thiols during fermentation. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that just like this one random guy said, hey, let's try this. And then all of a sudden we have this magic that is just like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to sprinkle this with fairy dust now yeah. because it's just why like not? those seltzers with the puree, man. Yeah. Those things are crazy. That oh. thing was that 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 the, thing. Uh, this this new one is. Just I am as not. Good. I am not a seltzer person. What? In that last beer we did. I have a new one. They that have a new one. Last seltzer we. Yeah, he has a new one. But that last oh seltzer we did, God. I was like, I'm not a seltzer person. I do not like soda water. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And but it that was, beer puree it is super was, sugary, though. Yeah, it is. most people think seltzers it's like low calorie, but this is not. not low no, calorie. these are these are like two hundred and eighty the, uh, calories. A these can. are the gluttonous yeah. seltzers. <laughs> so, New Image made uh, made a couple of beers. One of them is Fanny Pack version three. That's and the cool funny. thing is, like, it says made with Phantasm. So, like, I know if we get one of these, we're probably going to notice it because it's going to mention that. So, I just hopefully we can get one soon. I really want to try it out. The problem is, they were talking about in the article is like. There's only so many of there's only so much they can make, 
Um, and it's not something they can scale up really quickly into a higher volume. So it's going to be something that it's going to be hard to get for a while, I think. Ooh, I wonder what it's going to do to the price of the beer. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's going to factor in. Like depending on how much they use or just, you know, what the, the raw material cost. Yeah. Because if it's all based on the certain yield of them making wine and taking that leftover and yeah. processing it into making the phantasm. Yeah. To instead of even making like is it maybe it's even worth it to not even make the wine and using the grape yeah. just taking the grapes directly. Yeah, but but <clears throat> by by them processing the grapes it's what gives them the skins. That's what gives yeah, them the skins break to break it down. Yeah. Because if they take the grapes, then they have to they have that have that extra fermentation or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they may still need that. So is it just something special to those grapes? Yeah, it's because yeah. of the it's because it, of the level of the fields or so thials what's it gonna do to more regional stuff? There what, may be. What, I'm sure that keep, there could be other regions where they could find something similar, even better, or dif- just, just different. Yeah, unique. Like yeah. you know, now all these brewers. Now know, that like they know, you, you go up north um, to Sandusky and like near the uh, yeah Kelly's Island or whatever yeah. you know up because don't so they like, have grapes and stuff? There's up a there big for wine yeah. thing up there. Yeah, yeah you but know? but you also you know, it, or you might have more winemakers starting new new to grow new grapes just for this. Purpose. Yeah, but think think about like or brewers. like dessert wines. Yeah, sure. Dessert wines can only happen after the first frost. Yeah. So oh. if the grapes are on the vine after the first frost, they become really sweet, sweet. super duper sweet. Wow. So you know, know it's that. it's just like I said before, it's just a huge science experiment. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's like, oh well, we'll <laughs> throw this. Sh- Shit yeah. like this out there. So Ruffle said, uh, "We are very much, we very much view this as a really new area of brewing." Um, it says the concept of natural theos precursors didn't even exist in in beer until they released Phantasm. Understanding how brewers can get the most out of these compounds and combinations of techniques is the exciting thing about Phantasm. The area is so new that Schwartz says, "I wouldn't be surprised if we are using Phantasm completely differently than we are now by the end of the year." And but that's half the fun with this unique product. But We've had some super juicy beers. Yeah. I mean, like, mouth-watering, this is great. I can't even imagine what it would be with that. So one of the brewer- one of the breweries they mentioned is Other Half. So I wonder if we can get something from Other Half, because where are they? They're not too far from us, are they? Oh, they're in, like, by New York. Yeah, so I wonder if we can get something from them that has Phantasm in it because they're supposed to be making something. Mm. And it says, at the moment, the supply is limited, um, and they're just slowly growing it by word of mouth. Uh, For breweries waiting to get it, he says they're working on it. This is a living, breathing product that can only be created along with the seasonal harvest, which at the time of publication had just kicked off in New Zealand. So... There maybe we'll actually see some this summer or something because the more breweries will be able to get it. It's it's cool. It's like this. This this evolution, right? Yes. And there's a there's a list of a bunch of beers that have it already. Um, so we'll put the, the link now, down in the show notes. Now that you know out. that we can get Wellworks through. 
We've always been able to get old ones. I know, but I don't know if I. I but, wonder if I can search. I'll just search. I'll just go on Beer Drop and search Phantasm and see if anything. Yeah, comes up. see if anything comes up through. Yeah, because the doors of perception by Weldworks. Um, Other half brewing now ships to Ohio. Oh, wonder if they have anything on there from the Institution Phantasm. Brooklyn, New York. So the DDH all Muteka everything experimental. That's one of them, Matt. That's Weld or uh, other half. They're in Brooklyn. I would bet something like that. The experimental series isn't going to be right. produced in high enough volume to be. It says with a healthy amount yeah. of phantasm. Uh, wait, what was this? Double dry hopped all Mutekia. Mutekia. Everything experimental. It's cool. Hopefully we can get some. Yeah. Last up for this episode from Redwood Materials. Um, they are a company that specializes in recycling batteries, and uh, especially from electric vehicles and consumer products as well. Um, interestingly, they have a pretty, uh, pretty uh, distinct board uh, member or not even board members but just members of the company itself I guess uh, most prominently JB Struble who was the one of the co-founders of Tesla and worked there for 15 years he left Tesla and pretty much ended up creating this this company uh, to tackle the challenge around recycling batteries um, you know as electric vehicles become more popular, and in, you know, the next five, 10 years, as the, the first generation electric vehicles start hitting their end of life, what are we going to do with the battery packs that are coming out of them? And then there, from there in the future, what are we going to do with them? We don't want these things going into landfills. I know Tesla has talked about repurposing them into like uh, power walls or mega packs or something like that, but... Um, the vision of Redwood Materials, as you can see from their logo, the infinity loop there in the double O's, is to create a life cycle for the battery so that it, they take it, they can recycle it, break it down back into its core components, and then resell those core components back to the manufacturers that can make the products over again so that they're not having to pull, keep, you know, they're not being pulled out of the earth continuously that you know they're going to recycle them because I wonder, um, wonder what the breakdown for like oh there's actually a cobalt there, yeah there's a there's a really so if you under the elements section I'll show you that there's actually a really really cool breakdown of all like almost like a periodic table kind of thing um, hmm. and like I said it's 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 uh, you know like I said they're talking about you know industrial revolution led to pollution the um, fracking. Uh, and mountains of waste, so you can see cars, batteries. Look, I mean, look, the cell phones, circuit boards. Uh, we believe that the future can be bright. Talking about renewable energies, and and more importantly, it's not just it's not about renewable energy because they're just taking what's already being made, right, and making a way for it to be reused and recycled, so that uh, we don't have to continuously pull elements out of the earth and mine, and you know. And you can't just dump this stuff in a landfill. Like, right. It's not Well, I mean, there's a, good. like, I vape and, and some other people that I know vape. 
And, you know, Matt just gave me some batteries. And whenever people are done with batteries, I'm like, give them to me. Yeah. And I probably have, you know, four or five hundred eighteen six fifties at home. <laughs> wow. And I'm just holding on to them. Because well, there's a there's a place twice a month. There's a place not too far from here where you can take batteries. I, I, I understand that. But I'm I got a project in mind. Oh, OK. That I'm going to build. Build my own, own battery wall. battery packs to build my own power wall. Are but I mean at at a after a certain charge number of charge cycles, batteries just aren't any good anymore. Yeah, but you can't really. Let's say let's say out of the again. out of the hundred batteries I have, Some maybe of them might be all right. maybe five of them will be where I can't even use them. That's true. So you know it's like it's like these people that have. Let's take your laptop right yeah, here. Yeah, there's a battery your, your, in that. Your battery pack goes bad in it. It's yeah. just 18650s in there. Right. Just wired together. One battery is could fail. Though? Is it though? Yes. Mo most battery packs still are, are 18650 batteries. Oh. Just the way they're they're wired or in series or in parallel to give whatever voltage that is needed. I don't know. I don't think you're, you can fit an 18650 in this. No, probably not in that. But. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. There's but, usually some kind of but standard. But it's just it's just one battery that usually goes bad that makes the pack go right. bad. Yeah, that's a good point. So you take that battery out, you normalize the voltage in all the other ones, and you then you have this them. battery pack you can reuse. That's a good mm. point. Um, I think so. It's it's not just about batteries though. And what they're talking about is, you know, they're it's about a circular supply chain. It's about reusing what's already out there, recycling it, turning the waste into something that can be reused again, which lessens the environmental impact of having to mine and produce the raw material potentially in the first place, in some cases. So that's that's what his vision is. And like, like there's going to be a growing need well, I mean, for this. You know, Cohen Cohen Brothers is is a huge recycler where we live. Right. They've in the past ten years have gotten into computers. All oh, just more like uh, precious metals. Yeah. And stuff like that. So so they they have a whole spot that they take all the circuit boards and whatever, and then they have a a way to pull out the the gold and the silver and the platinum out of those circuit boards. That's cool. That way they can recycle that material and sell it back. Yeah. Third, they're doing the processing. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Well, they don't do it here locally, but yeah. they. I Collected mean, Cohen Brothers is is. I mean, pretty I'm big sure, locally. I'm sure they have somebody they sell it to to redo the, to do the the fine recycling. But yeah, I mean, there, there was a time I don't know. It's probably been five years ago that I went and and did dumped uh, recycling for where I work. And there was probably a, a stack of computer parts, probably twenty feet tall and thirty feet wide, you know, and that they just pull the circuit boards out and throw them into a pile. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So their mission statement it says, um, you know, humanity has made great leaps forward in sustainable energy and generation and transportation. We have invented and proliferated electronic devices to every corner of the globe and lifted billions of people out of poverty and into the information age. As these trends grow and mature. We are planning ahead to address the problems and opportunities coming with millions of EV batteries need an end-of-life solution and when the electronics piled up in your drawers at home, find a new life. 
We have an appreciation for the incredible scale and materials involved in the transition of the whole world to sustainable energy, and we know it is not too early to plan for unmanufacturing the many gigawatt hours of batteries being built today. So talk about like the leadership. So it's, is it Straubel or Struble? I don't know how you say his name, but anyway, he, he's, uh, he spent 15 years as Tesla's co-founder and CTO where he built one of the best engineering teams in the world, uh, including the LED or he led the cell design supply chain and the first gigafactory concept and helped with the production ramp of the model three. Wow. Um, he also had a direct role in the R and D team building and operational expansion from prototype cars through to mass production and gigawatt scale. Um, also Kevin, uh, Kassikert, um, he was, uh, seven and a half years at Tesla VP people and places and VP infrastructure and operations. Um, he also worked in the semiconductor field and then you just go through this list. So you get people, it's a rock star list. Um, this guy, Ashland, uh, um, CTO of AD and knock and, um, <laughs> Then you have people that are from uh, Glencoe Technology. Uh, Alexis was from uh, Google Waymo. Um, David SunPower. Uh, Odd Even was from. Um, uh, it's like some kind of hydro company. He was at Tesla. He was at Norsk Hydro, but then before that, he was with Tesla. Um, Ko, Koichi, I think is how you say his name, is, was it from Dow Chemical? Um, like there's just people from all over the place, like from the energy sector, from the semiconductor sector, uh, Tesla. Um, yeah. So they're dotting their T's and crossing their yeah. I's. And then the markets that they're in, of course, number one, at the top of the list was electric vehicles. Um, then they have grid renewable storage. So you got to think about, um, solar panels, power walls, battery, any battery kind of storage, um, you know, and they say that this is this will be a bigger market than the cars. That the solar wow. panels, battery storage section, um, it says this could likely become a battery market larger than the entire EV market, and will require robust end device solutions and management. That they're working with product developers, utilities, and businesses to plan project recycling solutions into upfront contracts. Mm. I'm glad this is being done. Like you know, somebody's doing it. Uh, manufacturing, there's all kinds of waste involved in manufacturing, not just from batteries, but just in general. Of course, consumer electronics, like what happens to, I mean, how many cell phones have you owned in your life? Dozen? Oh, my gosh. Way too many to count. Well, cell I phones, mean, laptops, tablets. I mean, I mean like, right now. Where does all that stuff go? I have a drawer that has three iPads in it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like. Well, Apple will recycle them for you, but I don't know what they do with them. And, and, you know, I I have some surfaces that I've repurposed yep. for my home assistant stuff at home, but the iPads, because once they get so far out of date, I can't use them right. for... Yeah. And eventually the batteries just don't last. Mm-hmm. They don't hold a charge. So here's the, like the periodic table kind of thing I was talking about, Darren. So what they do is they... Um, so here's the key materials and the things that they focus on. Uh, and then what it... You, is what it what it makes and what it's used in its raw form. So you got lithium metal, lithium carbonate, um, nickel metal, nickel sulfate. So these are the things they would break it back down into so that they could reuse it. Uh, mm-hmm. Copper metal into copper foil, uh, gold into gold grain, uh, silver metal into silver grain, cobalt, cobalt metal into cobalt sulfate, 
uh, tin into tin solder, hmm. um, palladium into palladium circuits. Um, wow. Tantalium into the capacitors, I Is guess. Is that like on the tantalium? Uh, neo neodymium denium into the using magnets, magnets. Hmm. Uh, and then carbon into graphite powder. Wow! So these are the things that uh, they're looking to pull back out of the batteries and other things so that they can repurpose them. It, I mean, it makes sense. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's let's get ahead of this now, guys. We have to because it's going to be a huge <laughs> problem. Like, where are we going to, like. Where are you going to put this stuff? You can't just dump this into a I mean, landfill. It was, it was like, you know, I went to the Boonshelf today, and they have a whole thing about recycling there. Yeah. And it shows, like, like it, yeah. it has a trash can and a pulley system, and it says, if a family of four has trash, it's 100 pounds. If they recycle, it's 40 pounds. Yeah. So it shows, and then they have different, like, they have this thing that you can walk through. It's like different layers of earth and shows, like, how long it takes stuff for to, to even to try break to down. break down. And there's microplastics that, that are never going to break yeah. down. And then we're starting to see them in our bodies, too. Right. Because they're getting and into the, the water and everything else. the water, else. yeah. So as a, like, the whole premise of the Redwood thing is came from this YouTube video. So CNBC published this back in March 8th. It's an ego battery. Yeah, so they've got, uh, I mean, it's almost an hour long, but it's it's a fascinating video uh, to me because it talks about why, so there's JB there, and he talks about why this is needed, what what the uh, premise is, um, and how they're going about tackling this. Like, it's it's really cool if you're interested in this kind of thing, I'd highly recommend it. It'll be down in the, the description, the link to the video, so check it out. That's crazy. Of course he gets out of his Tesla. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's him and Elon. The Roadster. Damn. That's a smart dude. Yes. That's crazy. Way smarter than me. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Always amazes me. There's just these people that just do these yeah. awesome things in the world. All right, that's a wrap for episode 43. Thank you for joining us. I know it's been a little while since we made the last episode, but we're going to get back on track here. Um, hopefully you'll see us uh, in a couple of weeks and going forward from that you know, every couple of weeks. But um, we greatly appreciate it. Check out dbbshow.com for all the links, including our TikTok, where we've been putting some stuff out uh, from our, our beer reviews. Yep. Uh, Darren's putting stuff out there. Um, and Matt. And Matt. So thank you. And we'll see you, hopefully we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep. Later. Goodbye. See ya. Ta-ta. <laughs>